0: Sit back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. I think my point in saying this is, I think, t- and, and ironically, the Dodgers won the World Series in both of those years. They win but all the uh, time. When, yeah, there's when, when there's less games, the Dodgers. Win. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's the a laziest jams ever. <laughs> Alright folks, welcome out to the Log Room. It is Wednesday, October. I'm sorry, it's not October, it's November now. November 4th, 2020. Jersey Johnny coming at you with me as always, are Mr. Radio Pete and Mr. Harry Lugnot. Say hello guys. Hello guys.
1: Hello guys. It's October, it's October 33rd.
0: It's October 35th actually. 5th, there you go. 35th, yeah. 3rd, it it
1: almost doesn't matter what day it is. It it's really does. still yeah. 2020 when, when, and that's the problem.
0: That's the problem.
1: That's exactly yes. the problem. Uh, but but nothing's uh, going on in the
2: world these days.
0: There's right? no, no, there's not
1: really. nothing that's happened in the last day or so. It's very no. it's
0: very blobby. Yeah. It's <laughs> nothing, nothing exciting to talk the whole about. World,
1: the whole world hasn't been up for fourteen hours straight watching Steve Kornacki. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, that, I think know.
1: there is an official contest to see who can stay awake longer than Steve Kornacki. And they finally, yeah. they finally took him down and plugged him in
0: to a, an outlet. <laughs> he needed a charge. I mean, he really did. You know, he was down to 4%. It was like the light was blinking. So. That's right.
2: <laughs> He's also the Roomba for the MSNBC studio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he never goes yeah. home. All that right. sucks. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see where All right. All so right. Uh, some sports of sucking, in the world, too. Dad joke Number one. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Speaking of sucking, um, let's get to some football. What do you think? Sure. Uh, yeah. Why not? Um, I think. I think the, we're getting
2: a little bit of a distance between who's the worst team in New York. Just a little uh, bit.
0: There's still just a little. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Um, Unfortunately, you know, for Giants fans. I. You know what? Yeah. Un, unfor- it's unfortunate, but you know what? Real. What really is more unfortunate than that is the fact that. You know. Again, the Giants won that game, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into the whole bad calls thing. I mean, I, I certainly thought that was interference at the end, and you know, yeah, there was a fine line. But if they're throwing flags for the things that they're throwing flags for, they might, they they should have not picked up that flag. That was, you know, with some of the BS interference calls that they've called throughout the season, that was definitely interference.
2: Okay, so so it is interference. The Giants get the ball back. Oh, and, they lose.
0: They're losing, in overtime. They're losing they, in overtime.
2: No, And they don't even score. That, that doesn't. I mean, if a penalty was called, it's not like they get the two point conversion automatically.
0: This is true. This is true. So you would have to put the
2: ball back in Daniel Jones hands and he would have to cross the ball line or throw it to somebody. So they lose. They lose anyway. And we want them to lose because they're now Trevor Lawrence because of COVID is resting at home. Right. Getting ready to you know, we want them to lose. We, want we don't them want lose. them to beat to, you know, Tampa Bay on a month. It's just. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, no. I, I see what you're talking about. And to be quite honest with you, I blame Daniel Jones on that play more than I blame the reps picking up the flag, because if he had thrown that ball where he should have thrown that ball right. the pylon, it would have been a two point conversion.
2: I, I, I thought it was a penalty the first time I saw it in live action. And then looking at it and kind of listening to the letter of what the rules are. Again, if I'm going to be consistent, I let him play. I, I think that I think he was there at the same time as the ball. It was really close, and they it so, and it so was. they didn't call it, so they they shouldn't have reversed it. And um, yeah, that,
1: that was that was kind of what struck me is that I, I I mean, looking at it, I didn't see it initially in real time, but looking at it over and over again. And, and in real time, although later, uh, I thought it could have gone either way. Yeah, it was, it was close. They, they made a call, and I just didn't feel like there was really overwhelming evidence that it should have been overturned. They shouldn't have picked up the flag. You,
3: right. you mean, made I
1: mean, the call. You could dispute that it was right. You could say, yeah, it was right, or no, it wasn't. And I think there's good arguments for both of those things. But that was the call that was made. And unless it was really obvious that it was wrong, you shouldn't have picked up the flag.
0: Right. The, right exactly I mean, but they
1: lost and they're terrible well uh, the end actually, of discussion here's here's a couple takeaways from that
2: game um i think jones obviously he missed who is it sterling shepherd who was wide open uh or was that no Golden it, was, Tate.
0: Uh, it was uh slayton, slayton. So,
2: yeah i mean that should have been a touchdown he he had what two interceptions and a fumble
0: both his interceptions he didn't have the fumble both of his okay, interceptions no fumble this week yeah both of his interceptions, Darius Slayton was wide open yeah, yeah, both times. He yeah. would have had a touchdown. Both of those both of those interceptions would have been touchdowns. Ha- he ha- actually just saw Darius Slayton. Having,
2: having said that, I thought the Giants made a lot of improvements on offense. Their offensive line looked a lot better. The play calling was I think helping Daniel Jones out a little bit more. It was getting the ball out of his hands a little quicker. Right. And the Giants defense against a pretty good team, arguably maybe the best team in the NFC, looked a lot better than they have all year. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think, unfortunately, the Giants are heading in a direction that means that we're going to be stuck with Daniel Jones for a while.
1: Well, that, 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 there's an interesting uh, debate that I've, I've heard over uh, the last couple of days. And, you know, one side of the debate is um, Daniel Jones just hasn't, really had enough time, right? That's always caveats, but he's only played 20 games. He's played less than two full seasons. There was no preseason practices this year. were sort of a slow motion walkthrough. You got to give him some more time. Look at the great quarterbacks, Aikman and Manning and all that. And how I think I heard Manning had a hundred interception in his first 50 games and all these things. You got to give him time. Manning had flip side interceptions
0: in a couple of his last games too.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, the, the point being some of the all time greats, were terrible to start and it wasn't just they were terrible for their first four games. Right. And they were pretty bad through what he's been through 16 games now. So got to give him more time. Most the flip of the side time. of that of that argument is he's not he's still making the those interceptions were terrible. He has to after 20 games he has to know you just throw the ball out of bounds. You don't just put it up there. He's still making the same mistakes. Yeah. Still didn't have a fumble this week but still making to whatever it is, thirty-five turnovers in those first twenty games. He's close to two per game, and if he's not, if you don't learn in those twenty games not to throw the ball like that, then you're never going to learn it. And it's time to move on. So that was kind of the question: Is it time to move on, or does he just need more time to? Oh, get out of stubbornness, that? the Giants won't move on. But I mean, if the Giants had a chance
2: to get Trevor Lawrence and they don't take him, then that's on the Giants. No, I, look, he's a four-year starter at a school that most people don't realize has a football team right and he's a fifth sixth round selection at best and he was taken with what what was the pick that he was taken with the 17th pick in the 17 yeah well that right
1: that's and that's part of the 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 question is well do we expect too much of him because they reach you know reached for him and and drafted him at 17 well my point is that he, he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the nfl so, in your opinion, it's time to move on. I, I, there was never a time to move in.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let me let me ask it like this: <laughs> it, it, It's clearly the consensus is that he he just hasn't figured out his his flaws yet. And
1: uh, but he's had if,
0: flashes of yeah, wow. Let's he's had say had flashes of wow. Yeah. No, he has he? has. Compared but, to what? Well, yeah. well, I'm just my, runs, I'm just saying what people said. Other than the run stumbles and and uh which McCall and and this is true i was just going to say that too i didn't want to uh, bring that up but uh john donovan just mentioned jones was the sixth pick overall last there year There you go that makes me feel even oh. worse even worse yeah it was the sixth pick overall uh thanks john is that right that oh and by the way just just to throw one other thing up here uh dave uh beer samurai mr samurai says, the call was made the refs didn't want to get off brady's christmas list was yeah, the,
1: there we go. The Brady jokes. Yeah, it's um, hard being yeah, the best yeah, of all time. Yeah, you know, the golden, the golden boy gets the boy. the yeah. non calls in this case. But, yeah, but sorry, what, go, go ahead, John. You.
0: But back to what I was saying. No, uh, you know he he's he should be he should be better than he is by now with with the the uh, you know the, the flashes of brilliance on rare occasions that we've seen and the and the decent quarterback play that we've seen most of the time. this the stupidity when it comes to the the errant throws and the interceptions and the Danny fumbles. And I think he's got his fumbles under control. I think he was focusing on that more than actually using his mind to realize where he needs to put the ball when he's being under pressured. But as far as that goes, we we we've pretty much all agreed that um, if the Giants wind up with a pick that they can get Trevor Lawrence, it's a no-brainer. They're taking Trevor Lawrence. They're moving on from Danny Times. We get it. Let me ask you this. If they can't get Trevor Lawrence – do they still move on from danny dimes
2: again moving on is, is the hardest thing to do is is admit you made a mistake and then move on especially
1: with the uh, uh, gentleman yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he will never he's, he's you know i'm a giants fan I, I i i want to be wrong
2: i want him to be great but but name a starting quarterback who's better than
0: him You can't name a starting quarterback who's better than Daniel Jones. Right in the NFL NFL right now. Look at
2: the argument is he hasn't had enough time. He, you know, the Giants stink. I get all that. But the difference between him and a Joe Burrow is the difference between a guy who should be starting in the NFL in his first
1: year and a guy who should be a backup. Right. To a backup. Right, or right, who should be sitting on the bench right. and learning, right? Which, even you know, which is the way it used to be. When and and, the and guys this argument he that he the has starts, no talent is, is I don't buy it. No, I don't think so. Because either. I don't he think had, anybody really believes that.
0: When you, the Giants have decent receivers, and I mean, Golden Tate's, Golden Tate's not been a, a slouch when it comes to receiving. I mean, no between yeah. between the Seahawks and I won't even go into the one year on the, right. the Eagles but between the Seahawks and the Lions he was a great receiver. Right. You know, I mean so How, mu- how
2: much more time do you give him? And then that's the thing is that okay,
0: and, and
2: yeah. in the me- in the meantime you're building a team around Daniel Jones and uh, in my humble opinion a running back who's going to have a career of injuries.
3: Right.
2: And all of the so-called improvements that they've brought in are not really panning out yet yet the guys who are they they have they have I think the Giants have good support players right now that are growing into themselves especially on the defensive side of the ball and to some extent on the offensive side as well if you were to put any of the other first round picks in the NFL on this team the Giants would be a much better team at quarterback He's just he's I don't think he's a top 20 quarterback. I don't think he's a top 25 quarterback. And And if you're going to win, you need you need somebody who's at least deserving to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I don't see that with Daniel Jones. And maybe I'm being too hard on him, but I don't think I am.
0: Well, John Donovan just asked, and and I'm assuming he means last year. If you don't have the first pick, do you take Justin Herbert if he's available when they uh, when they pick? You know, I mean, he's not—he's not been a uh, too big of a slouch, and uh, no, he looks pretty good. Uh, he looks damn good. In, in, uh, in, in, yeah, I,
1: I don't uh, know what what was the book on him, you know, before the draft, though. I mean, I mean was, uh, he obviously was the
0: year before when Dan, when Daniel Jones came out, he 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 didn't come out in the draft, but right. Um,
1: I mean, I know that some people were high on him, but uh, right. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I would don't you know. would we're, you
1: take him? What would, would you would you prefer him with a you know,
0: like a number six pick? Well there's all these redrafts, you know, there's all these these uh, you know, uh 2014 redraft, 2015 redraft. I mean, it's it's hindsight is 2020, 20, but uh yeah, I, I I thought I thought based on, you know, and and I I got to admit I didn't watch a lot of uh Justin Herbert's uh uh college play. Uh, I saw a couple of games, but you know, it wasn't like he was playing for Ohio State or or Wisconsin or Penn State or anything where I was looking at the games, but um I,
1: I remember the book on him being he'd be a guy that you you would take a chance on and, and be a good chance if you didn't get one of the big guys. Right. If you couldn't, if you couldn't get the guy you wanted, Herbert would be uh, a possibly an acceptable alternative. That, that was what I remember. I don't think he was at the top of anyone's list. I mean, uh, there, initially. There, there were at least 40 players better than Daniel Jones with the sixth pick.
2: That's uh-huh. my point.
1: Yeah. All right. So that was a mistake that they picked him mm-hmm. and they'll never admit it. And they're terrible. Yes. That's all
2: right. A, now, that, that's
1: it, folks. See you next week. That's that all it, we need See to you next week. Well, we, we,
0: I, we've already spent probably nine minutes more on the Giants than, nine we, minutes we, than, more than they Giants deserve. Than we should have. The only thing, I, the only thing I will say is that the defense does look better than I thought they were, uh, you know, playing. They were against, flying around. They were, they were. I mean, you know, kudos to the defense, kudos to Patrick Graham. Um, and if, getting them, if they could
1: just play Brady every week. Yeah. Okay. So. then they would—they probably wouldn't want a couple of those. That's right. Why not? And, but that would be, you know, bad, bad for. But you—they're uh, the, going to win a couple more games, right? Right. No. This I, season.
0: Well, they're going to win the aren't NFC, aren't they?
2: East, and they'll probably meet Brady in the, in the NFC Championship game. So.
1: You know. There we go. That would be um, perfect. John Donovan <laughs> right.
0: actually said. John Donovan actually said Justin Fields when he was talking about. He was talking about Ohio State's Justin Fields. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. So, all right. I mean, um, at this point, think... Justin Timberlake would be better. Justin Timberlake <laughs> might actually work up. Can or, we get uh, Justin Tuck back? Just in time just in would even time. be good. Just um,
1: yeah, he he always gets a, You know,
0: you know. At this point, I take just in case. Yes. All right. So, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the Jets.
1: um, um why? Well, they're terrible, and they lost <laughs> to Kansas City, and that's all we need to say.
2: Well, we they're the biggest confidence happen. boost any NFL team could ever have. Yeah. If
0: you're down on your luck, play the Jets.
1: Well, and I, let, let's just say this. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught um, uh, Joe Douglas's comments the other day. And, of course, he's not going to come out and say, no, there's obviously no way we're keeping Adam Gase next season. But it sounded like there's a possibility that they might keep Adam Gase for next season,
3: if they which keep Adam seems Gase
1: highly implausible. There. But, again, he's not going to you know throw the guy under the bus uh you would think, but I I don't know. I didn't get a good feeling from hearing those comments. I think it was on the Michael K show, I believe it was.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: who knows what is behind
0: all of that, but
2: it it could just be that they they know they're going to stick with him through the end of this year, and they don't want to hedge their bets.
0: I would imagine that's probably what it boils down to. Joe Douglas is probably just spewing some information. But
1: I guess the the theory – that's kind of going around is well this obviously this is a tank job sure and so they're not going to fire adam Gase because he's doing exactly what they what want they
0: want
1: yeah, and, yeah. Um, which is you know you, okay maybe that's the case but we're still not seeing that he's capable i mean in other words they're looking at the second half of last year And saying, see what Adam Gase can do. They started off terribly, and then they went 6-2 and in the second half of the year. And now we're going to tank, and so we're not going to judge him on this season because we don't want to win games. And that's, like, to me, that is a horrible, horrible way to go about things.
0: It is a horrible way to go about things. And you know what? I would say that that's a ridiculous theory. But the only thing that would actually make sense to me about that was the way they looked when Adam Gase gave up the play-calling duties last week when they played the Bills. When they when they played the way they played, the offense-wise anyway, they played the way they played in the first half and were able to do the things they did on offense. And mind you, it wasn't like they were all of a sudden the, you know, the 84-49ers or, uh, or, or the Patriots for the last 20 years. They, they were – you know, a, a, a decent team or whatever against the Bills. But what they were able to do in the first half and then to come out in the second half almost seems like get they four flipped yards. the switch and got four totally guards in yeah. of offense. Almost seems like they flipped the switch and saying, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Stop it. We want this first pick. Play horribly, please. Yeah. That makes it, sense to me.
1: Yeah. And it was almost like they, um yeah, they picked pretty decent. I mean, they held the Bills to six points in the first half. Right. And and maybe they weren't expecting that, you know. Maybe they were running the offense they wanted to run, and they figured, yeah, you know, hey, listen, we got ten points, and they were expecting to give up seventeen points or twenty points. Right. But their defense actually, uh, you know, got it done, and so then they sort of had to, you know, pump the brakes. Or, or I mean, it it, it seems insane. It seems insane that a professional sports team would would go through these machinations, but as I always say, the answer to everything involving the Jets is it's the Jets. It is the the Jets. Any question you have that, why would they, why would this happen? How could they, who? It's the Jets. That's all you have to say. And people go, oh, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. So, there we go. They stink and they're terrible and they got walloped, deservedly so.
0: And now we can talk about other football. And now we can talk about other football. So let's move on to other football, then. All right, let's do that. Uh, before we do, actually, I just have one thing to say. Um, <laughs> how do you think Avery Williamson feels? Great. I think he feels great. <laughs> he went from the the worst team in football to the best team in football, right? So yeah, sure. In one trade, you know. Yeah,
1: he's uh, like the like <clears throat> like the uh, a dog that escapes the the pen. Right, and then you know starts to go away, and turns around, has that one last look back at his buddies that are still stuck. I'll send for you guys. Right, what? He goes into the woods. One day you're in the pound, and the next day you're a Kardashian lapdog. Yeah, you're running free (laughs) in a field of wheat with pieces of mutton laying around everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Not yeah, something like that. Okay, maybe not mutton. Pork chops, let's say.
2: Rather be a Kardashian lapdog.
0: Yeah, right. Well that brings us some other things and, and Dave just writes in, he says, Are the Steelers for real? Let's bring us some other some other football. Are the Steelers for real? Let's talk about that.
2: Well they, they finally beat a really good team because they've had the luxury of sort of feasting on teams well, they beat the Titans aren't... too, didn't they? Yeah. Well, but
0: what are this? What's the Titans record? Well that's true too, because the yeah. uh, the well, Titans this week too. So. Yeah. Well, Titans are five and two. Are they? Yeah, yeah. They're five and two. They lost their second game to the Bengals this week. So. Yeah, and I mean that doesn't—that's no slouch. I mean the Bengals. I mean Joe Burrow is. I mean they
2: beat—they beat a really good Ravens team. They won a close game. They've won the games that they should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they are for real. Uh, yeah. Are they as good as Kansas City if Kansas City's healthy? Probably not. But they've proven that they can beat the Ravens and get you know if they have to if they meet up in the uh, in the playoffs that they can get past them. Right. And
1: yeah, I mean, they've beaten them twice, right?
0: No, they don't just either.
1: once. Oh, no, just once. Uh, yeah. what am I thinking? Of? Well, anyway, um, yeah, the, they, they played a couple of good teams, and I think the next three weeks they've got a pretty easy schedule. I don't remember who all the teams are, but someone described it as a buffet, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so so you know, they could easily go 10 and 0. And, um, I listen, I at this point. I would I would almost call it a, a toss up between who's the best them or uh or Kansas City. As good as Kansas City is. Um I mean Steelers are looking real good. Big Ben is looking real good. And they are uh, they they took on the Ravens and I know that um uh they're uh, uh, struggling a little bit in the in their own right in certain ways. Right. Uh, but the Steelers look awfully awfully good all the way around.
0: Well they have the Cowboys this week coming up. There you go, then they have the Bengals,
1: uh, okay, which might be a little bit tougher game than than they would think, but we'll see how the development of Joe burrow continues uh,
0: They're away for the cowboys, home for the Bengals, then they're away for the Jags,
1: okay, well, that pretty much that's as Mike Frances would say, that's a win that's a win
0: uh then they're then they're home uh for the Ravens again that's, that's is that Thanksgiving games. that's Thanksgiving game huh? that's a Thanksgiving game, that's the Thanksgiving evening game, yeah. Uh, I mean,
2: they they get the NFC East this year, so... Yeah. I mean, the, the only teams I see getting in their way... I mean, Cincinnati might make it closer than you think. Obviously, they got to play Baltimore again, and then Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis is looking pretty good.
0: I was going to say the Colts, too, on that list, but, uh, but I mean, you know, I wouldn't... It, you know what? I, they I mean, they could they could be
2: fourteen and two
0: or fifteen and one or thirteen and three easily. Obviously, the there's nobody on this list that they can't beat. And right. I'm not saying that, I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to go sixteen and zero because they're not. But you know, if they're going to lose, I'm going to say they're going to lose a game to the Ravens and they're going to lose a game to either the Bengals or the Colts and they're going to be fourteen and two. That's my guess with the Steelers.
2: Yeah. So. And they yeah I mean they they uh. It looks like they have Baltimore at home too.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, the cold, maybe the home. cold steel give them some. And look, they finish up with Cleveland, and you never know which Cleveland team is going to show up.
3: Yeah, right. Exactly.
1: You know that that could be a you know the thirty eight thirty five Cleveland uh, victory.
2: Well, and depending on what everybody else does, that game might not mean anything.
1: That's true too.
2: Uh, you know, so yeah, no, they're, they're for real. I think this was a this was a big game for them, and, and the fact that they won a close game and came back against Baltimore, they, they they looked pretty good. They they got their defense looks very good, and their offense is putting up points. They're um,
0: getting it done. They are yeah. getting it done. Well, speaking of getting it done, uh, let's uh, switch gears and talk about the Falcons actually winning a game against the Panthers, who uh, I thought, um, I think we all thought. Uh, we're going to win that game. I don't think anybody picked the Panthers. Did any of us pick the Panthers? We'll talk about more of that in uh, Beat by the Coin. But, uh, but I think yeah. there was a
1: couple of guys that picked the Panthers.
0: Was there? Maybe. Uh, I know I picked the Panthers. So, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember. <laughs> well, because we'll, uh, when you say uh,
2: Falcons and Panthers, my eyes just rolled, glossed rolled over. <laughs> <exactly.
3: laughs>
1: Yeah, so they're uh, two and six, and on the way up now are the uh, two and six, Atlanta and Falcons. on the
0: way up to three and six. Well, <laughs> I mean, if
1: you go back to the beginning of the season,
2: the Falcons could easily be—they could have won four four more games. Yeah, well, I mean, if yep. you,
0: if, Under under that seriously though, I mean, the Giants were in every game too. I mean, they—the only game mm. they really lost was the 49 like You're such a you're such a one. Right? You're such a Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but God. I mean, if, I'm using the same technolo- technology. Technology. Uh, you know, yeah, you're using
2: the same technology, all right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm using the same technology. Right. <laughs> Irrationality. Uh, there you go. Uh,
1: well, yeah, anybody could have won any games. Anybody, I mean, you know, theoretically, it's... On any like given purposes, Sunday. That's there's a universe, they play the games. There's a universe somewhere where the Giants are undefeated. It's just not right. this one. It just it's not the New York Giants, us. it's the Tokyo Giants. Yeah, so <laughs> the Falcons get a win against a pretty Falcons wild a team, win. but that's you're supposed to beat the teams that are not good. You're supposed to, yeah, but the
0: Falcons aren't good either, though.
1: So I mean well the, I listen we were saying I think a couple of weeks ago we, we, maybe we were saying they we think they're better than their record.
0: Well they are and better than their the record. A couple but of I think the Panthers disastrous. are better than the
1: record too though. Yeah, yeah. but the, the Falcons had a couple of disastrous meltdowns. This is true. And then we kind of went maybe they're not not better than their you know can you be deemed better than your record when you uh don't <laughs> go after the onside kick and uh, you know this uh, make these comical uh find new comical ways to lose games so well, i just want to but maybe we're back to their better than the record
0: maybe they are but i just want to point out to the fact that uh matt ryan actually had only 19 yards less rushing than todd Gurley did all
1: right yeah um, oh that's yeah. good for him
0: but when julio jones uh you know uh, uh catches passes for 137 yards then you know, matt ryan's that's... a good quarterback he is he is, he is. He is. yep yeah. um speaking of two
1: in teams uh how do we like those vikings
0: yeah, I was going to talk about that. Uh, it's kind of why I wore what I'm wearing today, uh, this ensemble, if you will. Um, hold is this on another down game by the Packers, or did uh, the
1: Vikings just find something that maybe is there? We talked about them as maybe being better than their record when they
2: yeah, were. I think I think yes and yes. I think the Vikings are a little better than the, their record, and I think Green Bay had another inconsistent game.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm actually shocked that they did. I mean uh, – you know what? It's a it's a divisional thing. I mean, it's a it's a Green Bay Minnesota thing. Um, I'll I'll uh, I'm, I chalked it up to that. Uh, I did. Um, the Vikings are better than the record. The Vikings are not two a two and five team. They're a four and three team. You know, Dalvin I mean, Cook is certainly better than the record. Dalvin Cook is better than two and five. Dalvin Cook is five and one. You know, or six and one rather. Um, so did he although,
1: expose a little bit of a hole there in the? Uh... The Packers D? I, I mean, it certainly did. seems like he did, but is this uh,
0: Meg somehow? Oh. Meg. Hey, Meg. Meg. Riley says, hi, Radio Pete. Yeah. <laughs> hi, Meg. Thanks for listening and watching. But, uh, but yeah, I think I, Dalvin Cook was just a monster. I mean, he rushed for 163 yards. And, I mean, if you're, if your defensive front can't stuff a running back to less than 163 yards, you're going to lose the game. You know, you're just gonna lose the game. Especially, yeah. Especially when he goes in the end zone four times too. Is that that's another reason? Yeah. So, um, but I I think it was more the Packers being down again. And if they keep these up and down weeks, they're not gonna get anywhere. Uh, you know, they're gonna just give everything over to the Seahawks and for that matter the Bucks. But uh, I I think that I think this had a lot to do with just a divisional you know and not just specifically divisional specific not not just generally divisional specifically the vikings uh green bay matchup yeah they
2: tend to split yeah. almost every year yeah don't they i'm not yeah. basing that on any facts i'm just basing it on my
1: i, I buy it they i do... absolutely believe it yeah, i said do... it with conviction
0: yeah, no, yeah. No, they definitely split but the fact that this game was in Lambo though it, it it that was a little, little Yeah,
1: the, the home
2: crowd advantage is just uh the home, yeah, crowd, the, I, I, home I guess, the home COVID, COVID the, advantage was
1: the uh, home
0: speaker I, advantage. I guess my
1: my question is kind of like does this necessarily sort of drop Green Bay yeah. in the pantheon of people's expectations of them or do we just kind of look at it as yeah it was a divisional game Cook had it was coming back from injury I think he just went off and uh, you know more of an anomaly than anything else, right. or is it? Hey, the Packers, maybe they you know only have a good run D against lousy running backs. Mm-hmm. And I still this think they not necessarily a
2: fluke. I still think they're better than the Bears, and I still think you know when you talk about the NFC, there's three teams there, and uh, Tampa Bay didn't necessarily have a great week, almost losing to the to a win, you know one win Giants team. So, um,
1: so it's any given week. Any given week it I still
2: I, I, I think this I think the Tampa Bay and the Seahawks are a little bit above Green Bay. Uh but I'm not going to I'm not going to pick against Aaron Rodgers in a playoff game. No,
1: no, no. No, no, right. no, not and, not
0: not based on this game. They're still going to win the division. You know, I mean yeah. The, yeah, the, I agree. the Lions and the Vikings are not catching Green Bay. The Bears might give them a little little run for their money, but I don't think it's going to pan out. Uh, a hundred percent. I mean, the Bears might wind up with a with a wild card, but I think Green Bay still win in this division. Whether they're a two seed or a three seed, I don't think they're a one seed. But whether they're a two seed or a three seed, it remains. Well, we'll see in about nine weeks. Yeah. You know? Well, speaking of the Bears, yeah. who's going to play quarterback for them now? Hmm.
1: I think I read today. Trubisky hurt his shoulder, and Foles is in the doghouse, right? Is he? I think so. I mean, I don't know. Are we – do we still buy the Foles has any pixie dust outside of Philly? Well, I mean, or... if, Foles, if Foles is healthy, then I think you yeah, have to plan. Yeah, I, I guess. But, I mean, I'm not seeing the kind of uh, star quality that uh, really would earn him the start lately. Not that I'm a really a Bears fan or anything, but According then to again you – know. We know that, uh, is it uh, Nagy is the coach? Apparently doesn't like Mitchell Trubisky at all and doesn't want him to play or doesn't want him to start him and doesn't want to coach him. Yeah. So a bit been, of a conundrum, perhaps.
0: There's been a lot of calls to replace, uh, Foles with Trubisky, um, and basically by the fan base, you know. Um, but Matt Nagy has said Nick Foles is back no matter what, no matter who complains. So he's he's got, he's got Nick Foles' back.
2: All right. Well, it's listen. I, I agree with them. I think he gives them their best chance to win. Yeah. They haven't had a, they've had a couple games that haven't been stellar, but I think it's also a reflection on this team. Just kind of coming back down to earth a little bit.
0: Right.
1: Okay. That's fine with me. I buy all that. Yeah. Um, what else? How about them dolphins?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that before we get to the dolphins, though, let me just ask you about the paint drying, uh, um, three and a half hour paint drying on Sunday night. Um, did, did did you see any of that? It was good.
2: It was my favorite. It was. It, I think it was a semi-gloss. It was very. It yeah.
0: was. I. It started out matte. It got right. to semi-gloss. That's right.
1: right. <laughs> so, <laughs> a whole lot of rubbing. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it was easier to clean some of the crap off of it because it was semi-gloss.
0: Right. Um. But, but there was still some crap there. Yeah.
1: So, I, I. I. Didn't we have like a. Flex schedule kind of thing was that only for Monday? Like, remember when? Remember when there was COVID? What was it? Last week or two weeks ago? And they flipped the night game and the day game. And like, can't they do that? When they sent the Bucks and the
0: Raiders to the day game, and they brought they brought the uh, the Seahawks and the Cardinals to the night game. Yeah. So I mean, would you? Why would you leave three total wins of two teams in the Sunday night slot? Yeah, I mean.
1: whether you think these teams are better than their record or they're they haven't played reflective of their talent or whatever they're the numbers speak for themselves they're terrible why are you putting
0: them on i can what tell is you the why in two you words. know the marquee nighttime matchup i can tell you why in two words okay jerry Jones.
1: i've heard that i've heard of that guy who is yeah, he well, the secretary of State. Yeah, and the, yeah, that's a good point.
0: You might be right about that. Jerry Jones called yeah. Roger Goodell and said, "You move me, I do not. Nah, well, I, I, will, I will not be a happy camper." Even the
2: Cowboys, even when the Cowboys stink, they 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 have a big viewership. They have a so big it's just the draw, right?
0: Yeah, and the Eagles
1: are pretty. You know, it's it's just, Cowboys uh, could
0: be zero and fifteen. And they're still going to draw enough. There wasn't enough a, a better
1: game can... that you could think would. Well, there's probably there are plenty of better games. Ten better games, but uh um, yeah that was a rhetorical question
2: you know it's still why why were the giants on monday night
0: you know against tampa it's, it's, along Bear, in the, the same bears vein game would have been a bigger draw what's that the saints bears game would have been a bigger yeah. draw for the yeah. night game and by the way that's the other team
2: that i think were
0: uh, it,
2: it confounds me but is but might be might be the other team in the nfc that's he better look out for and that's New Orleans. I mean, is New Orleans better than Green Bay right now? I don't know.
0: No, I don't know. They're, they're too inconsistent. So is Green and Bay. I don't even mean <laughs> week to week. I mean, during the game, they're too yeah. inconsistent. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of talk about Breeze, and he's not himself or not his old self, and, you know, I the, know the, the as he goes himself. so good the teams. But, uh, the, again, they're certainly a team that's capable of turning it on at any time, and then – You'd be hard when they're playing well, they you'd be hard pressed, I think, to say there's they're not the best team in the NFC, right? Yeah, and they, when they've got it cranked up, they certainly have the tools to do so, right? Well, the NFL.com has them at number six
2: in the power rankings, ahead of Green Bay, who's seven, ahead of Buffalo, who's eight, and ahead of Indianapolis and uh, Arizona
0: and i i would I would go out on a limit to, say, to as to say that that's probably just because of this past weekend they probably but true I mean, i'm not i'm not gonna I'm not gonna place Green Bay and New Orleans far apart from each other They're I agree close to each that's other, what i'm but, saying i mean i, I think
2: yeah. I forget about New Orleans because they had their their inconsistence and they had that stretch there where I thought they lost a couple of games that they definitely should have won but I don't think I want to
1: play them in the first round of the playoffs
0: no yeah, I wouldn't.
1: But if you had to put a bet down as to who will have the better season, you'd probably say Green Bay. I'd have more confidence in Green Bay. Maybe not. I don't know. I I think it's a toss Let me me rephrase that. If I had to put a bet down, I would would say Green Bay is probably more likely to have a better season.
0: And so would I. And my cap would, too. And and right
2: now, as bad as we thought New Orleans was and as good as we think Green Bay is, they have the same record.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, they do. They do have the same record. Um, yeah. So speaking of records, why don't we uh, why don't we go on to uh, this week's um, picks? Want we'll to do some picks?
1: Picks. We
0: could yes. do picks.
2: Yes. Refresh my memory. Wow. I'm sure. I'm sure I was mediocre as always.
1: Oh, wait. I gotta. I gotta pull up. Hold on. Let's see. Sorry. where they are.
0: Beaten by the coin. Beaten by the coin. I'm sure I'll lose to the coin. No one wants to be beaten by the coin.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. (laughs) I was unprepared. All right, so uh, let's uh, do a quick recap of week eight. And uh, basically, uh, Johnny, Harry, you both went three and one. Respectable. Uh, The coin went two and two again. And yours truly had his second straight four and O week, thanks to the Atlanta Falcons pulling it out against them pesky Panthers. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I am now one game behind you, Mr. Jersey. On
0: my heels.
1: On your heels. And uh, Harry, you're uh, a couple games back, four games back, 17 and 10. So John's 21 and 6, I'm 27, 20 and 7. You're 17 and 10, and the coin remains a game under 500 at 13 and 14. So there you go. Cruising All along. pretty respectable. You guys are doing really well, you know. And listen, we got a lot of time left in the season. So That's right. All right, so let's uh, start off this week with Green Bay, hosted by San Francisco. That is the, supposedly, we'll assume, the Thursday night game, unless anybody gets sick or whatever. At the moment, um, the game is still on. Yes, the game is is still on. It's It's going to be a good one. one.
0: Yeah. It
1: could be. And uh, I I will pick first, and I will pick Green Bay. Again, I don't know why. I just think they're going to win.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to um, uh, obviously uh, echo your uh, uh, your pick there. Um, Green Bay's gonna win. Um, San Francisco. I mean, George Kittle's out probably for the rest of the year. Uh, Garoppolo is out for four to six weeks with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, uh, yeah. They they're they're decimated even more than they were for the last several weeks. So they have nobody, and Green Bay is definitely pissed off that they lost last week. So yeah, Green Bay's winning this game.
2: Yeah, I I think too many injuries for the 49ers or else I would go out on a limb and and take them, but I think Green Bay wins.
1: All right, let's flip the coin. And the coin says tails, which is the uh, away team, so the coin goes with Green Bay as well. There There we go. All right, Uh, those Giants against that football team in that football team's hometown. Mm-hmm. And I will God. let the two Giants pick this game. <laughs> Harry, you want to go first? <laughs> Listen, you don't have to watch it. You just have to pick it. You
0: this know, uh,
2: unfortunately, I think the Giants are going to win.
0: Yeah, un- unfortunately, I have to say, unfortunately, same as Barry, I think the Giants are going to win this game. Um, wow. Based on how they played the Bucks last week, uh, there should be no reason the Giants do not win this game. But yeah, I'm picking the Giants.
1: Well, the smart money for me would be to, to just agree with you and at least maintain my status. But I am going to take the football team. Mm. I hope you're right. right. Yeah, I, that's kind of why I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I, I kind of hope. <laughs> I kind of hope so. All right, let's flip the old quarter here, and uh, they go in tails. So that is the Giants as well. So there we go. So I'm once again I'm out on the limb. You're on an island by myself, but it worked out with the Falcons last week. So, there's no chance it's working out this week. All right. Um, Nalens, the aforementioned Saints, versus the Bucks. Hmm. Uh, Harry, you want to start us off on this one? This is a game that scares me
2: a little bit. Tampa Bay did not – they sort of reversed what I thought was going on with them. But they still won that game. I – it's going to be a good game. There's a couple of good games this week. This is going to be one of those. I, th- I think Tampa Bay will win.
1: Okay. All right. um, um, John?
0: Yeah, I think that uh, based on Harry, Harry's uh, take on it, uh, based on what the Bucs did against the Giants this past week, and I think some of that was the Giants' defense. Um, I'm not going to talk about the offense, but I think some of that was the Giants' defense, and some of that was the Bucks. Looking at what uh, Drew Brees was able to do, even though there's the inconsistency even throughout the, the games, I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to say New Orleans is going to win.
1: I'm take the Saints. All right, uh, I tend to think that uh, Brady's going to Brady's going to get on everybody's butt uh, based on that performance against the Giants, and uh, they're going to come out strong. And I'm going to take the Bucks. I agree with uh, Harry. And, and we're
0: and we're going to see Antonio Brown. That's right. This is, this is true. So there's a couple drop passes right there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and Maybe a couple touchdowns. Or a couple too. touchdowns, yeah. One or touchdown port. and two drop
0: passes. Thank two of each. That, that, that's a fine.
1: That's a, that, I'll take that every, every week. <laughs> All right, let's flip the coin. And the coin comes up. Heads, which is the home team. So that is Tampa. So Johnny out on a limb. I'm on an island. Saints versus Tampa Bay. You and then anybody want to take the Jets? Nope. Absolutely not. Are they, playing, are they playing Hofstra? I'll take I'll take. am very <laughs> tempted because wouldn't it be They're playing Don Bosco? I'll take, it, I'll take Hofstra and give th- and give three. Give three. Wouldn't it just be perfect for this strange year that we're in if their lone win, the Jets' lone win this season, was against the Patriots? That would seem some sort of poetic justice. It would, I, I I do think, oddly enough, looking at
2: this game and what's happened. Either the Patriots are going to come out and really correct the ship, or the Patriots are just going to let it sink, and it's just going to be one of those years that you've never seen from a Belichick team, really ever in New England.
3: Yeah,
1: um, it's hard to know which. And, and Cam, the, Jet, the Jets could win this game. They
2: could, but Cam, I don't Cam, think they will.
1: Cam has not looked good since he got he sick. Looks, he looks horrible. And but you know what? This could be the start of the what's his first name? Jared Stidham. Him, yeah. era, which might only last the rest of the season uh, but he, who knows he might be good i mean if, if cam doesn't fumble that ball the patriots win that game yeah so...
0: yeah i got a, I got a couple things on that um really quick if belichick is actually and a couple people were speculating about this this past week if he is tanking a little bit you know all he needs to do is lose a couple of extra games and he can control that based on him playing the jets Belichick, if he tanks, has the control to lose the games to the Jets and get the first pick. And yeah, to, but can he do that with the Jets? If he does that, wouldn't that make sense? You think Trevor Lawrence doesn't want to go to the Jets? I think in a heartbeat he'd go to New England.
3: Yeah,
2: I agree. And I, you know, if they're going to tank it, then you might see uh, both teams doing their best Todd Gurley but being successful at not crossing the <laughs> right? goal line.
1: But, uh, I don't <laughs> gonna want it. It's going to be
0: the Todd Gurley shuffle. No scoring. No scoring. But based on <laughs> right. that, though, based on that, though, um, what call it? The uh, the Jets will, uh, uh, if the Giants win on Sunday against the uh, against the football team, then that means that the Jets can win the game and not lose the first pick at right. that point. No, so, I'm,
1: I'm sure they have no clue about that.
0: I just have
2: not, I just have one thing you're to say. Way too much. Uh, have, credit. Yeah, too, mu- too much. Too much. You're thinking way too deeply. Yeah. I just have one thing to say though, is that Cam Newton aside, I mean, this just shows that the Patriots really are really thin on the offensive end. Right. And it, it, I I think this with what he's done with Tampa Bay and what he did the last couple seasons with the England. Does this just not add to the Tom Brady you know, saga to his Yeah, we're,
1: we're rapidly coming, I think, to a pretty pretty powerful consensus with respect to right. was it Belichick or was it Brady? And, and I think and it was, I, some, I, of each, it was some of more Brady, age, but than Belichick. Yeah. All right, let's going I'm, I'm gonna pick New England. I can't pick pick the Jets. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so let's uh let's I put the just old pick the Jets. Coin here, and uh, oh, that was heads. Coin came up heads, which of course is the away team. So we all agree on Green Bay, and we all agree on New England. There
2: you go.
1: You, you can change it, Harry. You... no
2: I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think New England will win, but this is the this is the most positive I felt about a Jets win all season.
1: Yeah, I think if it's going to happen, it's probably going to be this week. But I'll but be, you know, I'll be I'll be thrilled to be wrong. Right. Well, I don't know, maybe not that thrilled. No. So we're not that thrilled. But... i I mean, it'll be, only because it's against the Patriots. Right. So I'll be mildly thrilled. Right. I'll be thr- if they win. I'll be thr. All right, and that's it for picks. And so that's uh... it for picks.
0: All right, <laughs> before we finish football, let's go around the NFL. Uh, we talked about the you, – you, you started bringing up the Dolphins before. Uh, let's go around the NFL. Let's do the AFC East uh, really quick. And We've talked about the Jets and the Pats just now in Beaten by the Coin. Uh, we can leave that alone. Uh, let's talk about the, the the Dolphins and the Bills. Let's talk about the top end of the AFC East right now. Uh, thoughts on the Dolphins? Uh, are they for real, uh, even with Tua?
1: Does it matter given the division that they're in?
0: Not at all uh you know i mean it would be worse if they were in the nfc east but still
1: yeah i i we probably are all in agreement that um not that tua doesn't deserve a shot but you know if if you really want to win fitzpatrick and the way he was playing at least for now was the better way to go sure um did the dolphins win because of tua or did they win more really because their defense played pretty well
0: defense played good it was the
1: defense so yeah.
0: You know, Parker didn't have a great game. To it, I mean, he didn't have a bad game by any
1: means, but you know, right. Um, uh, in other words, you knew what you knew what you had with Fitzpatrick. Sure. And we we say, okay, well, now's about the time when he starts his annual slide, right? But it hadn't happened yet, so why would you pull him out? But you want to see the new guy. You know, he drafted him, and um, so you knew what you had with Fitz, Fitzpatrick, and pr- that was probably going to be enough. Uh. I mean, you probably come in second at least, but maybe you could win enough games. And if you can uh, get a victory against the Bills, who knows? You might win the division. Now you've got Tua, and now the question, the book is open again uh, on what this team is going to be, and you're going to have to play a few games and see what happens with Tua. Now you've won one of them, but as we just said, mostly because of defense. And what happens if he struggles and you lose the next couple weeks? Do you then say, okay, he's not ready? Right. If he gets yeah. hurt, that simplifies things. But what if he plays really poorly the next couple of weeks, but you're still kind of in it?
0: Yeah. I don't think you can take. Are you Are out. you going to put yank him?
1: Are you, you going to stick. Yeah. stick with him? And yeah. so then you're saying, okay, well, we're not going to try and win right. the division with a win. Most likely, the Jets a winless team in it. Sure. And Buffalo, I don't know. To me, they're seeming almost more questionable as, as each week goes by, and certainly not the powerhouse that we thought early on in the season when when we talked about it, they didn't really play anybody. So you're going to leave Tua in and he plays lousy, then you're essentially waving the white flag as far as the division goes. Yeah, I and mean, um, if I he mean, plays well, then you look like a genius.
0: Exactly. Well, of course, you can always look like a genius, but if they lift Fitzpatrick in there, Think they, they had a legitimate shot of winning the AFC East. I mean, I agree. A game the I half agree. They,
2: they were getting better. Right. You know, they lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Bills in a close one. They beat the Jaguars. Right. They lost the Seahawks in a relatively close game. They beat the 49ers by a ton. They, of course, beat the Jets and they beat the Rams. Right. Now, this week, it took a defensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, and, you know, some magic, I think, around Tua to it to get to that. Right. But, but, They might be the best team in the AFC East. I just think Tua is this year, and I I, I, this is my thoughts on Tua in general in the NFL. I think he's going
1: to cost them a couple games.
2: Yeah,
0: just inexperience being a rookie. Yeah,
1: I I mean they've got to hope to make a lateral move, right? Instead of taking a step back and that's difficult to do when you're right they are sort of in a, a team on the up you know coming up and you're hoping to make a lateral move by bringing in a rookie quarterback who you can't say he's not injury prone we'll see how his nfl career goes but certainly if you look at his college career it's a guy who gets hurt
3: yep. yeah.
1: and that's an that's a lot to ask to sort of take to take that sideways step and and bring in a young guy I mean, they kind of have a mixed bag. The rest of the the season schedule wise, the good news is they play the AFC East. The bad
2: news right. is is they've got some teams that they should beat in there, like the Broncos, maybe the Bengals. But they also have to play the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders. I mean, these are all games they can win. So, you know, I think if they kept Fitzpatrick in there, they would have. I think it would have been neck and neck with them and
1: the Bills to win the to win the East. Right. So what do we what do we think about the Bills here? As I just said, I'm having I mean, I hate them, so I'm happy if they're not good. Uh, but I I don't know. I like I said, we talked about them beating up on lousy teams and maybe they've been exposed a little bit, but they're still good.
2: Sure. They're so AFC aren't... East good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that AFC East, but...
0: Like that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good so how you time. know
1: how I mean they're still the favorites to win the division. At this point, with Tua at, in there, at I would this say, point, yeah,
0: if, if Fitzpatrick was still there and it was a guarantee that he was going to stay the rest of the season as the starting QB for for Miami, then I would say at this point, I mean, I know what he said several weeks ago we were talking about, but at this point, I would say, uh, I would say, yeah, that, uh, diet, that the Dolphins would uh, would be looking better. I mean, like, again, there the Dolphins are only a game and a half behind the Bills. I think the Bills.
2: I think the Bills are will will, will win the Division. They've won the games they're supposed to win. They've lost to the Titans. They lost to the Chiefs. They, other than the Titans game, they were in. They were in it against the Chiefs. Um, I think the Bills are still a, a better team, and I think they have more consistency on their side right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, they lost to the Titans. They lost to the Chiefs. And, you know, if if you just go by halves of football, they lost to the Jets in the first half of that football game too. So, right. but, uh, but but they, they beat. They, 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 they but won what? a
2: close one against the Dolphins. They've beaten the Rams. They've beat the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They beat the Patriots.
3: Yeah. You know they're
2: not killing anybody, but that's winning close games is is a sign of a team that's I think able to win close games, and that they they got the Seahawks this this they're going to have a test this week they have the they're Seahawks have
0: a big test this week cuz i don't think they're i don't think they're winning this week i
2: think they got four tough games in a row especially if the 49ers get healthy because they got the Seahawks the Cardinals the Chargers and the 49ers yeah. then the Steelers yep. they, they end the hard. season but they end the season with a pretty soft schedule of the Broncos Patriots and then the Dolphins again right. so um i think the dolphins have an easier schedule
0: so maybe that, that
1: last uh week's matchup is going to be an interesting it might, one. It might, it might be, be a division decider.
0: I it can be. see them going 11-5. and five. I can see them losing to the Seahawks, Cardinals. I mean, this is easy to say, obviously, because we're talking about teams that are better than not. But I can see them losing to the Seahawks and Cardinals. Losing two in a row here. And and the Steelers, of course, uh, on the 13th of December. But um, but winning, the uh, beating the Chargers and the 49ers
1: i think you've picked yeah, every
0: right. division winner at 11 and five know, yeah, well i mean every
1: time you said they're going to win in the division you said well, they're going to go 11 and five
0: yeah 11 and five seems to be the i think i think team. if if the bills or the this dolphins year, anyway.
2: go 11 and five then they're definitely winning the AFC east i think yeah, if they well, go nine and seven they might win
0: i think well this is true too but i think the caveat teams here would be i don't think the 49ers are you know, by then, and we we're talking about December 7th, I don't think that Garoppolo is going to be back by then. But maybe he is. And if, if Garoppolo is back by then, maybe they do. Maybe the 49ers do give him a, a test. And the 49ers are home that game. But the Chargers, uh, and, and I'm going to go out and let limb and say the Broncos, too. I mean, it depends on what the Broncos are doing that, that week because the Broncos are home uh, for that game. So
1: They're going to win last week, too, right? The yeah, Broncos, they got to win, but they stink.
0: Yeah, they do. Well,
1: here's an interesting prop that – Will the uh, winner of the AFC East have twice as many wins as the winner of the NFC
0: East? Yes. Yes.
1: Close to it, yeah, but yes. (laughs) I'd say it's entirely a possibility.
0: It's a definite possibility. All right. It's a definite possibility.
1: Johnny, like, okay, so call Vegas. Get in touch with your Vegas
0: contacts, Johnny. wins versus four. Put down a C note for me, would you – I mean, unless unless the team in the in the NFC East wins six games, which I don't think is going to happen, I think you're going to see the divisional winner be five and eleven, or five ten and one, depending on who the <laughs> divisional <laughs> winner is. Uh, that tie is going to finally do something good come, for ah, somebody, right? right. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's it's highly possible. I'll leave it at that.
1: All right, there you go, AFC East breakdown.
0: <laughs> in right. more in more ways than one, exactly. All right, the only us. people breaking down the AFC East. Exactly. <laughs> now that brings us to our weekly segment of top ten lists. This week we're doing top ten quarterbacks in NFL history. Top ten quarterbacks in NFL history, and uh, we've we've put together our lists. Uh, I wrote mine. Pete wrote his. Harry wrote his. We put them together. We did the math. We Sorted everything out, and we came up with a list that we think are the top ten quarterbacks in NFL history. And we're actually going to uh, start with uh, Pete. Pete's going to kick us off. And obviously, ironically, I should say, uh, our number ten quarterback is actually a tie. We have a yeah. tie for number to number ten spot. Uh, why don't you let us know who the number ten quarterback in NFL history is?
1: Yeah, we don't we don't do top ten lists with only ten. No, we no, give we, we give you eleven. You get so, a little more. Tied 11. for
0: ten, tied for number ten. Pete, let us tied
1: up. for number ten is uh, Mister Terry Bradshaw, the man himself. And we talked about him a little bit. We were talking about him a couple of weeks ago, and in an interesting article about his broadcasting career and all that. But you know, he was a pretty good quarterback. Uh, you know, he won four Super Bowls and uh, two time MVP. Lots of Pro Bowls, uh, one I think it was MVP one time in the league. Uh, almost twenty-eight thousand passing yards, TDs and interceptions. Two twelve and two ten. Uh, part big part of the reason why the Steelers won the game. Maybe uh, his um, exploits on the field or his uh, achievements on the field, I could say, sort of overshadowed uh, by the whole uh, yokel uh, kind of. Uh, personality thing uh, you know Terry Bradshaw and the accent and all that but he was a heck of a football player and this was at a time I think we've talked about this in the past too when defenses were a lot tougher and were allowed to actually play and yet uh, you know Bradshaw was able to get it done and of course uh, i I was just thinking about this the other day with Montana and Brady, you know, like uh, just look at like the Hall of Famers that were on obviously the, you know, the teams that won multiple Super Bowls, but he was part of an, one of the absolute real dynasties in the NFL with Pittsburgh and uh, tied for 10th on our list. Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw.
0: Very good. Very good. Um, Harry, why don't you tell us who's number. Uh, number ten as well.
1: Number ten also. Number ten.
2: Number ten again. Uh, number ten is Aaron Rodgers. Personally, uh, I had him higher on my list, but you know, being being somebody who's still playing the game, I think everybody kind of knows about Aaron Rodgers. There's many people who would say that he's maybe the best quarterback of all time, but he ha- he has the highest career passer rating in, in a regular season. Uh, with 102.4. he's He's got the most consecutive seasons with a passer rating over 100. He's obviously a Super Bowl champion, fifth highest postseason passer rating, lowest career pass interception percentage, uh, best touchdown to interception ratio, best passing yards to interception ratio. I mean, he, he five time, you know, he's the first player in NFL history to pass over 4,000 yards in each of his first two seasons. He's been doing it a long time. I think if he wins a second Super Bowl, I think he shoots further up this list, and he's you know to me he's the the best quarterback in the history of the of the Green Bay Packers, and uh, that's saying a lot because there's two other guys, one who should maybe have been on this list, and another one who maybe should not be higher than Aaron Rodgers, but uh, he's 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 just the cream of the crop. I think he hasn't had a lot of great talent around him. He didn't have Lynn Swan and John Stallworth to throw to
3: him.
1: He certainly did not.
2: Um, and, uh, but he's, he's one of those quarterbacks who up until the last few seasons, I think was one of the guys who kind of changed the game. He was mobile. He could run. He had an incredible arm and an accuracy that was fantastic. He's smart. And uh, he doesn't make a lot of, he doesn't turn the ball over a lot. And I think at the end of, when it's all said and done, I think he's going to go down as uh, you know, one of the top three or four of all time.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and, you know, as, as, as good as some other quarterbacks, and I'll, I'll mention Eli Manning were in the last two minutes of a game, minute and a half drill, you want him or you want Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I want Aaron Rodgers.
2: Uh, yeah, sure. I'm not sure. I mean, other than Patrick Mahomes, and I'm not even sure right now, I mean, if, if the game's on the line right now, today, and you have to put somebody in there to, to score with a minute left, if you put Aaron Rodgers on Kansas City, Aaron Rodgers would be just as good or better than Patrick Mahomes with that talent. Not saying he's better than Mahomes right now, but he's he just doesn't have
1: the the depth of talent around him.
0: I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, they both, and, they, and they both are insured by State Farm, so I mean they right. are right. Well,
1: as is, as is everyone. Yeah, maybe he kind of suffers from he's just he's been around for a while and he's been great for a while. Right. And you know, listen, I, I think part of. Uh, Football culture or, or um American culture is we like new shiny things, sure. so we want to talk about the new guys who are good. And then you go, Oh, what about Aaron Rodgers? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's good too. So, you know, his longevity has maybe kind of uh, worked yeah. against him, right? Uh, as far as uh, people's perception, but yeah, he's he certainly is one of the all time top 10. And you could make several good arguments for moving him up on this list.
0: I agree. Okay. number Number 10a. Aaron Rodgers. Right. I'm going to take number nine. And this was referred to by, uh, Mr. Lugnuts before, uh, number nine on our list is the, uh, the man that, uh, from Green Bay that just beat out Aaron Rodgers. And that would be Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Brett Lorenzo Favre, to be exact. Oh, you learn something new every day. Imagine mm. that. There he is. Brett Favre. He, um, uh, he was drafted uh, in the second round of the 1991 draft uh, by the Atlanta Falcons, unless you weren't aware. Uh, he went to the Falcons in the 91 season. He was, uh, he was drafted at Green Bay Packers in 92. Um, that's when he started his... <laughs> that's when he actually started his career. Um, but, uh, which, yeah, he's got a ton of uh, accolades, if you will, to his history, uh, to his career. There you go. I was looking for the word career. There you go. Uh, he was, uh, you know, Super Bowl champion, in uh, super bowl 31 um he was a three-time nfl mvp three years in a row 95 96 and 97 um has anybody else been mvp three years in a row uh, hmm. okay, i don't, question. I don't I, think I, in I, the modern era no i do not believe so in the modern era anyway i do not believe so uh offensive player of the year in 95 uh three-time first team all pro same years 95 to 97 three seven, second team all pro <laughs> 01, 02, and 07. He's an 11 time Pro Baller. Uh, he's a four time NFL passing touchdowns leader, uh, two time NFL passing yards leader. Uh, it, the list goes on and on. I could sit here for an hour and tell you all of his accolades, but. Uh, just, just an amazing, uh, an Iron Man of football. He just kept playing and playing and playing. He did not want to stop. Uh, the Giants beat them in the beat him in the uh, championship game in O s after 07 season, and uh, you know it was it was Aaron Rodgers' turn. So where does he go? He goes to the Jets, and then he comes back and he goes to Minnesota for a couple of years, and almost gets back to another Super Bowl with Minnesota. Um,
1: but, and had maybe you you could you could argue his best year passing.
0: Yeah, with yeah, Minnesota, amazing year with Minnesota at age 40. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, crazy year.
1: Driven driven uh, they, the uh the, the drive of revenge was was strong with that one.
0: Yes, it was. So Brett Favre, number nine on our list. Pete, bring us to number
1: eight. All right, number eight, one of my favorites, being a Dallas Cowboy fan is Roger the Dodgers Staubach. Um listen, I think we went to three Super Bowls, won two of them. Steelers. Uh <laughs> Super Bowl MVT one time, six time pro bowler winner of the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Uh, one of many actually on this uh, list that uh, 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 achieved that uh, accolade. And uh, you know, to almost 2,300 rushing yards, along with 20 rushing touchdowns in his career. Uh, which, by the way, I think the to me, one of the most impressive things about Roger Staubach is that he didn't really, he wasn't the starter for Dallas until he was 29 years of age,
3: yeah.
1: uh, coming out of the Navy, I believe it was. So he had military requirements that prohibited him, uh, kept him out of the game. So, you know, imagine what he would have been with another four or five years, sure. uh, in the league. He, you know, he might've been, uh, in everybody's, you know, top five list. Uh, but certainly one of the all time great Cowboys and, um, uh, let One fifty-three touchdowns to one hundred nine interceptions. Eh, not a great ratio, but still, he was a guy that uh, would make the play when he needed it. Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach. Good player. Pretty good. Not bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, the, those years were dominated by the Steelers and Cowboys.
1: Oh yeah, and those were great Super Bowls too. They were great Super Bowls and a great rivalry. And you know, each each of those teams had guys that. Oh, you know who's going to step up? Sure.
2: Tony yeah, Durset yeah. and uh, Drew Hill, and yeah, just
1: incredible teams. And yeah. and, and again, a, an era of great defenses too, and they were two of the best.
0: Great defenses and a great era in football. And you know, as a, as a kid growing up and and being a Giants fan and having friends that you know didn't have family fandom in their uh, as far as football goes in their in their families and and jumping on the bandwagons of the Steelers <laughs> and the Cowboys. Uh, you know, it was really hard, but it was such a great era in football. It really was. Yeah.
1: And, and Staubach was a role model, kind of in every way. Yeah, you know, stand up, <laughs> <got a> great <laughs> player, kind of, kind of like Zeke Elliott.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Zeke, 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 Zeke.
1: <laughs> you imagine Zeke? Sorry. See, this is what I'm learning. We have a Zeke sounder. We have a Zeke
0: drop. There you go. Uh,
1: uh, you know, military man. Sure. You know, if you wanted your kid to emulate somebody. You know, in that era, Staubach, you know, be hard pressed to find somebody uh, better than Roger Staubach.
0: All right, folks. Number eight, Roger Staubach. Good job. Um, Harry, why don't you bring us to number seven?
2: Number seven, I believe, I've been told, is Dan Marino, who I say is the Charles Barkley of football. I think if Marino had won a Super Bowl, I think he'd be looking at him at number one or two on this list. I think these records have been broken, but he was the all the all time passing yards leader. He was a nine time pro bowler, three time first team, all pro five times, second team, all pro. He was the most valuable player in 84 NFL offensive player of the year in 84, uh, five time passing yard leader. I mean, he, he was just, if you go back and think of the eighties, he was just one of those guys who lit up the airwaves. It was, it was, it was unbelievable, and it was revolutionary in a lot of ways. But he played an era, kind of an era of guys redefining the quarterback position too, with him and Elway and people like Dan Fouts and even Warren Moon. And there was a lot of passing yards all of a sudden in the NFL, and he was he was one of the best, and he's probably uh, I think a lot of people knock him down a few notches because he just could never. I think he only got to the Super Bowls. What was it? His first year,
0: right? First year, first year, and first year.
2: Uh, and they couldn't get back. But those Dolphins teams were were pretty incredible. Much like Fouts and the Chargers, there was just a, there were some teams that just couldn't quite get over the uh, the hump to win a championship. But he was he was one of the best.
0: He was, I agree. As he's they,
1: the I would agree if he if you he, if he'd won a Super Bowl, you probably. I mean, as far as just pure passing, you'd probably put him number one.
0: I would, yeah. If he if he had won a Super Bowl, if he'd won two Super Bowls, I I, he would be hands down number one. I mean there
1: was those great names that you mentioned, he was even with those guys, he was maybe not head and shoulders above them as far as what he was doing. But he was just he was the best.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: There you go. Number seven, Dan Marino. I will take number six. Number six is Mr. Otto Graham. Otto Everett Graham Jr. Uh, was a quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. He was a Cleveland Brown quarterback from 46 to 55. Uh, this is, He's the uh, eldest quarterback on our list here. Um, definitely the furthest throwback. He was drafted in the first round. He's the number four pick overall at a Northwestern in 1944 by the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he was a three-time NFL champion. Uh, won the NFL championship uh, in 50, 54, and 55 with the Browns. It's so a five-time Pro Bowler uh, in 50, uh, 1950 through fifty four, uh, four years in a row. He um, was a four-time first-team All-Pro uh, in fifty one and fifty three through fifty five. He uh, was a second-team All-Pro in fifty two, three-time NFL MVP. There's there's another there's our other three-time NFL MVP. But... I
2: think there's four four or five that won three times, and Peyton Manning won it five times. I think. Didn't
0: yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, he did. You're right, he did. Um yeah, and two-time uh, NFL passing yards leader, NFL passing touchdowns leader, uh two-time NFL passer rating leader. just uh, the stats again just go on and on and on. Otto Graham was a beast. He was such a such a good quarterback. 44 and rushing touchdowns,
1: too. 44 rushing 44, that is a big
0: number. For a quarterback, unbelievable. Yeah, 44 uh rushing touchdowns. He uh, he threw for almost 14,000 yards, uh which in 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 today's NFL is nothing in the 1940s. NFL is amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, testing wasn't a thing.
2: It translates almost to, to what the dollar amount would be today.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and he coached after that, he coached for uh, Coast Guard bears, uh, but he coached the uh, Redskins for three years too. So, um, and you could probably, I think
1: it's pretty safely say uh, the Cleveland Browns have not had a quarterback. <laughs> That could hold a candle to him since. No, no, no. no. Uh,
0: Kozar came close. Uh, Kozar, yeah. Kozar Pardon the Kids. Though. They were yeah. Uh, yeah, they were they were interesting back in the eighties. They were. And Kozar was close, but but yeah, Autogram still beats him out as far as I'm concerned.
1: And there mm-hmm. you go. Number six, Autogram.
0: There you go. Excellent. Uh Pete, why don't you tell us who number five is. Number
1: five, uh the aforementioned uh, Peyton Manning, uh, from the Colts and then the Broncos. Um I think, you know, uh, you could make several arguments that Peyton Manning uh, might be number one or even maybe number two on this list as well just because of his ability to read defenses, uh, change up plays. You know, he's a legend in that regard, coming to the line, knowing what the defense was going to do, uh, maybe even before they did, and making adjustments. So just some of his accolades, obviously, uh, two-time Super Bowl champ, um, although the, the last one with the Broncos was, um, I don't want to say tainted, but the, the had more to do with the defense than it did with him. You mean it's very LA esque? Uh, yeah, yeah, I well, yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that quite in the same category as LA as far as that goes. But listen, 14 Pro Bowls, five times uh, the MVP, two time offensive player of the year, uh, comeback player of the year, obviously. Uh, in that year, and um, w- what can you say? He's just he's, he he's fifth on our list. I, I would. It's it, this is a really tough category because there's a lot of really good quarterbacks. But it is ev- there is no argument whatsoever. I think that he uh, he should be certainly in anyone and everyone's top five list.
0: Yeah. I agree, absolutely. I mean,
1: almost seventy-two thousand passing yards and five hundred and thirty-nine touchdowns.
2: Yeah, he's, he was Dan Marino two point oh. I mean, I think he was built in that mold, and early on in his career, he was just unbelievable. And 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 I do give him more credit when he came to the Broncos. He had one of his best years, the year that they they didn't win
1: the championship. The year, that yeah, they won that's the, true. That's the true. year that
2: the year that they won the championship. He he actually wasn't even the starter. For part of that year, he was hurt, yeah. came back in. And I really do think he was more yeah. instrumental than his stats. I, I, I don't think the Broncos win that Super Bowl without Manning at quarterback. Granted, he was on his last leg. He did not have a great, his stats don't really look anything impressive, yeah. but he was the right guy for the right time for that team. And, and I, I, I don't think they win
0: that with another quarterback. They needed a field general that year, and that's, yeah. and that's what he was. And
1: but he had some clutch like, plays. And I guess As, you could say that you know, they, they knew what his limitations were, mm-hmm. and yet they won despite those. So maybe he actually put that in in uh, in his favor. And I think it helped cement his legacy because he had some years there
2: where he wasn't necessarily lighting it up in the playoffs. Right. And, that was the
1: knock on him. You know, right? he won one Super Bowl, but he should have won a couple right. others. Right. And, uh, you know, and listen, anybody who wins two, you can't, yeah. you know, you can't <laughs> th- only won two, but he should have won four. Two puts you in a completely different category. Yeah. Right. yeah. Peyton
0: Absolutely. Manning. There we go. Number five. Peyton Manning. Number five. Um, Harry, why don't you uh, tell us who number four is?
2: Number four. And look, being here, living here in Denver, this is I think probably the one person uh, who is associated with Denver and maybe all of Colorado is John Elway. Uh, and, and if you're here in Denver, there's no, you know, there's no better quarterback in the history of the NFL. It's, uh, it's, it, he's just an icon. And again, another guy who went to four Super Bowls, didn't win any of them at the height of his career, and then later on in his career, the Broncos built a team around him that was spectacular, and he, uh, he won two, two Super Bowls. He. He is two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP, NFL Most Valuable Player Award, uh, first-team All-Pro in '87, two-time second-team All-Pro. I mean, this this tells you uh, just how good the, the quarterbacks were in his era. In his era, he was a nine-time Pro Bowler, NFL passing yards leader in '93. I think he's. I think he's probably also, and he, he was one of the first guys too to. To use his legs in a way, to, he was he was incredibly mobile, and even I think the one play other than the drive, maybe that defines his career is that run that he did with the when he got hit and did the helicopter spin in the yeah. Super Bowl. That, Super that'll boy, just go yeah. down. And he, it was a big play, and he was using his legs again at whatever age he was then. But uh, right. yeah, was, yeah, I think one ninety eight ninety eight. But uh, he also he also as a, as a you know, as a administrator, of the Broncos won another Super Bowl, and he was the guy who brought Peyton Manning back into to to, to Denver. So uh, he's a legend, obviously here in Denver. I think he's on a lot of people's top five list. Uh, I think deserving to
1: be at number
0: four, John Elway. There you go, John Elway. Yeah,
1: you. They were always in it. who oh, yeah. was on the field. They were. You know, there was they were. there was really literally never a situation where you weren't. In it with John Elway. As a
0: Giants fan, I'm just glad he lost his first Super Bowl, but (laughs) we'll leave it at that. Definitely deserving of it. Number four, John Elway. Good job. I'm going to take number three. Number three is none other than Mr. Johnny Unitas. Johnny U. John Constantine Unitas, to be exact. Middle names are always an interesting thing. Uh, Drafted out of uh, Louisville in 1955 in the ninth round with the 102nd pick overall. In the '55 draft, he was drafted by the Steelers, though uh, just just for a year. Never never left the uh, practice squad. Uh, Off season uh, didn't didn't play for the Steelers. And Then he went to the Colts in '56. Played from '56 to '72, and that's a lot of years uh, back in the day, um, especially for the padding that this guy took. But tons and tons and tons of uh, of uh, accolades for uh, for Mister Unitas. Uh, he just uh, racked him up, if you will, <laughs> you know, uh, Super Bowl champion, obviously in Super Bowl five. But I think even more so than uh, than that game, winning the Super Bowl was winning the NFL championship in 1958 in the greatest game ever played, if you will, against the Giants. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy game. Giants were were heavy, heavy, heavy favorites in that game. Uh, should have walked away with that game. And, and the Colts came back and, and, and won that game. Um but uh again Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl five, uh three time NFL champion, uh fifty eight, obviously, fifty nine and sixty eight. Uh you know, uh sixty eight, uh they wound up going to the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl started a couple years before that. Then they got beat by a team in the Super Bowl. Uh forget who that team was. It was
1: Uh, some some upstarts, I think. Upstart team. They they literally were.
0: Uh, but he was a three time NFL MVP. Here we go again. My, my three guys were NFL, three time NFL MVPs. Um, NFL Man of the Year in 1970. He was a five time first team All Pro, three time second team All Pro, 10 time Pro Bowler, four time NFL passing yards leader, four time NFL passing touchdowns leader. He's part of the 1960s All Decade team, the 50th anniversary team, the 75th anniversary team, the 100th anniversary team. His numbers retired uh, in uh, for the Colts, uh, Louisville Cardinals too. His college team, uh, they they retired his number too. Yeah, just uh, Johnny Unitas was uh, was the prototypical quarterback back in then. What I said before about uh, Otto Graham, and granted, uh, Otto Graham played about 20 years, 15 years actually. Uh, 12 years actually started before uh, Johnny Unitas, but uh, Johnny Unitas uh, had uh, forty th- over 40,000 passing yards. Think about that. He played from 1956 to 1972, and those were years. That they, were, they were not airing it out then too, and as much as Otto Graham threw back then, 40,000 passing yards from 1956 to 1972. Amazing. Just crazy to think about that, that he actually did that.
1: 2- 290 touchdowns and 32 touchdowns in 1959 are numbers that stand out yeah. for me for him and i would say he as much if not more than any other quarterback sort of ushered in the era where passing the passing game was considered uh like uh, almost like a viable first down option like we we can count on the passing game uh you know he showed that you could do that at, you know because let's face it they weren't, weren't throwing a lot. It was it was a run-first game. It was a run-first league. And to me, Johnny U changed people's perception to the point where they said, yeah, we can actually pass a lot more. Now, you kind of needed a, a, a Johnny Unitas or somebody close to him and talent level to do that. But to me, more than anybody, he opened up basically an entire league's eyes to the fact that you could uh, uh, have more of a passing game and be successful.
2: He was the face of the NFL forever, too. I mean, I think him and Jim Brown, I, I think United started earlier than Brown, if my memory is correct. But they were – you know, he was he was just that guy. He was the Babe Ruth of football.
1: And if he'd been healthy, then those upstarts uh, from New York might not have won that Super Bowl. Yeah. True. Yeah, he was – I mean, he did come in at the end, but he was not really able to play. He was no. not
0: what he was 12 years before. No, he no. no. So – down. but there he is at number three Mr. Johnny Unitas
1: uh, All right.
0: please, Pete why don't you tell us who number two is
1: number two uh, my personal number one but he came out number two in our overall rankings uh, I don't know his middle name I'm going to say it's uh, Texas Joe Texas Montana there I think goes. it's Hannah, <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> that's Joe, that Hannah, was Montana. what I was looking for but I couldn't get there thank yeah. you <laughs> um, what can you say about Joe Montana He's he, to me he's really the only guy that would Truly, legitimately, uh, you could you could put ahead of who our number one is going to be, and we all know who that is. Look, four Super Bowls he went to, never lost, three-time MVP. Uh, again, you could say, well, listen, you, you couldn't swing a dead cat around that San Francisco locker room without thunking a couple of pro bowlers or, or a Hall of Famers in the head. Uh, but he was the engine that made it go. The perfect guy, uh, one of the all-time great coaches, of course, and Bill Walsh. But you could say that about uh, the the guy who's number one too. Uh, Montana just the, the you know forget about the Kansas City in the latter years. Um, you yeah, good stats two seventy three touchdowns one hundred and thirty nine interceptions ninety two point three rating, um, and you know other ap- accolades as well uh, eight time Pro Bowler and three time All Pro, uh, two time MVP. So um, the, the the king of cool also. Montana to me, he's number one, uh, because he went and never lost the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. and and I and I hate the guy who's number one because I'm a Jet fan, but so there's some bias there. Um, but yeah, Mark, uh,
2: Montana was incredible. I mean, he was he was he the really most was in the football for that era. And I, the, being a Giants fan is that you know, I think the, the better than winning the Super Bowl for me was when the Giants beat Joe Montana and the 49ers. It was one of those upsets that you just don't. Really see in your lifetime too often. Uh, it would be like the Knicks actually, Charles Smith actually making one of the seven layups and getting past the Bulls. It was that equivalent. I mean, in a lot of ways. And uh, I, if it wasn't for the number one guy, who I, you know, I will we'll discuss it in a second. I think it's obvious why he's number one. But Montana is is definitely. It could be, would be number one on, on a lot of people's lists and was phenomenal.
1: You, you could say one in one A. You could you could yeah, say I mean, but when you look at what the
2: accomplishments are, I think number one separates himself from Montana. I wouldn't have said that maybe ten years ago. Um but but now I think it's it's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah I, I agree he does. I just because I know you have a but of of yeah because of my bias, he's number two. It's, it's, I, it's easy to hate the best. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I, I agree with all of that. And you could put, you could put him one in 1A. One, eh? uh, you know. And, and the thing I always think about... I, think I, I about disagree. Yeah. I, I think about a couple of things. I think about a couple of things. I think about the fact that he was drafted in the third round uh, of the 79 draft. And, and Phil Simms, while I love him, and make no mistake, I think he was one of the Giants' best quarterbacks ever. And he had a, lo- a tough going in the first few years that he was the Giants' quarterback. Uh, you know, I was I was definitely one of those guys that you know that whole oh no, Mr. Phil, uh, you know, back then. But uh, he, uh, you know, Phil Sims was drafted seventh overall in the first round, and and Joe Montana taken in the same draft when the the eighty second pick overall. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, and John being the only
2: person to talk about Phil Sims and Joe Montana in the in same the sentence, same
0: thing exactly. But yeah, the, the, the <laughs> fact that yeah, but but just to echo what Harry said before when it comes to uh, the Giants beating Joe Montana and the San Francisco 49ers. And I got to tell you, that year was was probably great because that was two wonderful games that the Giants played. They were able to beat the 49ers in the championship game and then go on and win the Super Bowl. And I think that winning the championship game, you know, as as incredible as winning the Super Bowl was, and I'm not going to take that away from them by any means, but it was that much better or, or at least equal to. Uh, the 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 beaten uh, beaten that team in the in the championship game. They were well, just I, so good. You
2: could argue that that 49ers team had three of the top ten football players of all time in Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, and Ronnie Lott. Yeah, I mean you throw, there's a couple other guys in there that were pretty darn good too. Absolutely,
1: and, and but, a legit dynasty in, the, in and of themselves. But if you if you pick
2: the best quarterback, I think Montana is going to be in everybody's top five. If you pick the best receiver of all time, I think Jerry Rice is going to be number one on that list for most people. Most and if you pick the best defensive back of all time, I think Ronnie Lott might just be on the top of that list. I mean, it was a great team, and but Montana was, Montana was fantastic. And he came up big in the in the big games. He won two Super Bowls.
0: You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, There you go. Number two, Joe Montana. Harry, why don't you tell us? Because we all do not know. Right, number one on our NFL all quarterbacks. Is...
1: I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not Chad Pennington.
0: Not. it's
1: right. it, It's uh, yeah. It's it's it's, 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 it's not Mar Sanchez. It's Mark Sanchez. <laughs> that is such a trap. He is not Pennington it's, over Sanchez.
2: It's Jeff Hostetler. Jeff. Uh No. I mean, it's Tom Brady. And look, I'm a New York fan. I, I'm not going to give somebody who plays for a Boston team it, it, you can't argue this he is a he was a six round pick he is a 6 time super
0: bowl champion
2: he's been to the super bowl what 9 times 9 times you can argue he easily years he went
0: almost to almost half of the super bowls he
2: he easily could be a 9 time super bowl champion he's a 4 time super bowl mvp three-time NFL Most Valuable Player. He's a 14-time Pro Bowler, and he's a unanimous 2010 All-Decade team and a unanimous NFL 100th Anniversary All-Time team. And at 43, he might not be done. And I'll I'll say this, you know, of all the quarterbacks on this list, I, I, I feel very confident in saying that he won these championships with the least amount of talent around him. Now, yes, he had Randy Moss for one year. But he did it he he did it with a number of players who he made a lot better than they would have been on any other team. And yes, he's arguably played with maybe the best coach of all time and they made an incredible tandem. But you you just cannot you this put the ball in this guy's hand uh, with the game on the line and even at the age of 43 I still feel pretty comfortable with him and I'm I'm happy that I I really questioned him moving on from the Patriots to Tampa Bay. I thought it would be really nice if he could end his career in New England and and but it just seemed like he knew what was going on in New England and that they weren't willing to put the talent around him. And he's got some decent talent now and he's he's still He's still one of the best in the game. And I think it's a no brainer. I mean, he's, he he is, the, he's might be the best football player other than Lawrence Taylor of all time. He's just that he's that good. And his accomplishments, I think speak for themselves. Yeah. He's not going to, you know, he, he, he's, he's not going to break the all time passing record. He's not going to have a season like Peyton Manning did or a season, uh, you know, like, uh, like Dan Marino did, but, He wins Super Bowls and he's won a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has. Uh,
1: One other thing I want to say about Elway Uh, he he wins for going out the best, though. Yeah. Back to back Super Bowls and then, okay, thanks. I'm done. Just want to say that. But
2: if Brady wins this year and then retires, yeah. I think that that's, I mean, that's even crazier to leave the team that you spent your entire career with, go to Tampa Bay and win a a
1: championship. I'll say this about Tom Brady, he's a system quarterback.
2: Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> system,
1: the, system is, the system is pretty simple. It's hey, let's win. So right, surround him with a bunch of mediocre players that he can surround him with better. a bunch of guys that they
2: got at the at the Dunkin' Donuts. Yes.
1: Are you uh, saying, on waivers? <laughs> are you saying that Julian Edelman is not one of the top five NFL receivers of all time? Of yes, I am. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, he is undoubtedly number one. But I still hate him uh yeah. you know he's it, easy to hate i mean you know
2: on top to of it
1: he, you know he's uh he,
2: he wakes up with giselle every day yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, i got, I, I got a, ridiculous
0: uh, i i got one thing to say he's already number one on our list and he's number one on a lot of lists all right he wins the super bowl he wins a super bowl. i wouldn't even say this year but he wins he signed a two-year contract with the bucks if he wins a super bowl either this year or next year and retires i mean i think he uh, he's already number one on the list. I think he ices number one for many, many. many I, th- years. I think he's the number one
2: NFL player of all time, then, without a doubt. If I he's not already, email, he'll
0: he'll jump up above Lawrence Taylor and just. A yeah, minute. and I and I think he's
2: up there with Michael Jordan as far as in LeBron James as far as you know best athletes of the 20th and 21st century. I mean, without a doubt,
1: he's certainly up there as far as you know most hated with yeah. Michael Jordan. <laughs>
3: Oh, Those it, are
1: two people easy, that it's you it's either easy, really love or really hate. right. It's easy to hate the best,
2: and uh, but you know, I don't hate him as much as Pedro Martinez. There you go. And, well, and it's all easy. I, <laughs> I don't, I
0: don't all I can say I don't, is I don't hate Pedro. You know, for the years he played. No, play. I mean, I don't.
2: I, I mean, that is, a, you know, as as a Yankee fan, it's easy for me to hate people like Pedro Martinez, who I think is one of the best of all time, even if he was a punk and if I was on the team when he knock down Don Zimmer's teeth would be missing. Yeah. But Brady is just one of those guys who transcends it. Yeah. I find myself rooting for the Patriots. I don't uh, and now for Tampa Bay because of him.
1: Yeah. All I can say is I'm so glad he spent 20 years in the same division as my team. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you thrilled. are thrilled. Thrilled. Thrilled yeah. to have the GOAT. Yeah. And the and the year in my, he, and in the my
2: year, Jets division. And finally he leaves and the Jets are what they are this year. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. There well, there you go, folks. Okay, thanks. As thanks if you for the salt in it. the wound. Yeah. As if you weren't expecting it. Number 1, Tom Brady. There, you go. there we go. And right, folks, that brings us to our uh, segment of the show we do every week called Old Balls. Old Balls. Uh, this week's Old Balls, Harry, this why don't you tell us who this week's Old Balls is?
2: This week's Old Balls, in keeping with the theme of this uh list is a quarterback by the name of Dan Fouts. And look, I'm giving away my age, but as a kid <laughs> living on the East Coast, watching the late games, I felt like every Sunday you the Chargers were on or the, or the Dolphins were on. It was, and watching – this guy was – I think he was not only – I think he was the best pure passer of all time. I also think he was the toughest quarterback that I've ever seen play – because he just stood in the pocket, he had absolutely no mobility. It seemed like he threw for 400 yards before 400 yards was a normal thing. And for I don't know, 6 7 years there, maybe 8 years there, it just seemed like the San Diego Chargers were lighting up the scoreboard like an NBA team in the 90s. That's how much points they were scoring. He was a six-time Pro Bowler, uh he was the NFL offensive player of the year in, in 82. He's a four-time passing yards leader, which seems low to me. I don't know. But in the, in, in the early eighties, this guy was just lighting it up. And uh, he was, he's on the eighties all time, all decade team. I don't think he's in the pro bowl and I'm not sure if he will get there, but he was unbelievable. And maybe it's just hindsight of thinking about those games, but th- that, that, Chargers team, if you liked offense and liked to see the ball aired out, I mean, it could be third and one. And it seemed like Fouts dropped back and through for 20 yards. It just, they just, I don't, they, they, they were one of the most exciting teams. And there was a, I think there was a, a time there where you saw him and, and Marino and Elway and the AFC, Moran Moon, and the AFC was just filled with incredible quarterbacks. And uh, yeah, I think he's one of the best chargers of all time. As good as Philip Rivers is and um, as good as his records will be. And I, when I think of the San Diego Chargers, I think of Dan Fats.
0: Yeah. And so do I, I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Um, a, a real thinking man's quarterback too. And just a guy that you, you knew what was going to happen, but you couldn't stop it. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, and he was just until they played tough. the Raiders. Right. The, True. The, until they played the Raiders in the, playoffs, you you know, you top right. of stop them. The Chargers, again, another again, again, tough team it. with good quarterbacks,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, he played, played for a lot of years, though. He played up until, I mean, just a couple 15 of years here. in the 90s.
1: Yeah, 15. And a, also a, a really good
0: analyst. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, happen and to have I the mean,
1: pleasure of uh, watching a game that he's uh, doing the color on. He's really, really good. Really good, yeah. and
0: he, even in this game, too. Uh, you know, he was uh, an analyst. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and it's because he didn't hold anything back. That's right. Uh, but uh, but to answer your uh, to to revisit your uh, question before, uh, yes, he actually is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He got he is okay. He, he got put it in uh, 19, uh, nineteen, yeah, uh, twenty fourteen, I believe. Yeah, forty three thousand passing yards. Passer rating, uh, career passer rating of over eighty percent. You know, it's above average. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, but still he, on the average. They uh, aired it out but, so much.
2: He he sort of falls into the category of Brett Favre too, where he did throw a lot of interceptions. But it was also because in a game where teams never threw the ball thirty five times, they right. threw the ball forty times. Sure. You know, and uh, he
1: didn't I, have I mean, great, didn't have a great defense behind him. No, no but uh, you know, defensive certainly defensive secondaries in that era too had a lot more leeway. Uh, to do things again that they they're not allowed to do now.
2: Right. And and I and I would say Fouts because Bill Walsh was his offensive coordinator with the Chargers. I think Fouts led to what Walsh did with Montana. So I think Montana was a slightly better route, but it's similar guys, just really tough pocket smart quarterbacks who could just Thread the needle like there's no tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah, that, I mean, a,
2: you put Jerry Rice with Dan Fouts on the Chargers, maybe they get maybe they get to a Super Bowl and maybe they win one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was that, that was the precipice of the uh, the the you know the whole West Coast offense thing mm-hmm. um, between Air Coryell and uh, and then Bill Walsh taking that up to uh, up to San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, he did have some talent
2: around him. He had Charlie Joyner, and, and he had what I think is one of the best tight ends i've ever seen in my life and kellen winslow
1: so, can't wait for the top 10 tight ends list um, yeah
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to that too and winslow is <laughs> definitely up on that <laughs> yeah that's for sure well well there you go folks that's this week's old balls. old balls mr dan fouts good job good job all right folks uh i think we should switch gears uh for the uh, to wrap this up with the uh maybe some baseball uh there's some hot stove starting up um First thing to mention is the, uh, the Mets sale did, uh, well, it's it's in the process of going through. It was uh, approved by the MLB ownership and, and, and ironically, the uh, <laughs> New York City mayor, too. Um, Steve Cohen is uh, now uh, approved to buy the team, and he's uh, reinstituted his uh, Twitter uh, profile, uh, and he's been asking uh, fans uh, to tweet him as to what they want to see change with the team. Uh, I think the, the funny – Always thing, a good move. Always a good move. But I think the best one I ever saw is – Because um, Jimmy from Staten Island always knows what's best for the rotation. <laughs> you know what? Asking the fans <laughs> is fine. Listening to them, that's, quite, quite that's the moment. bad part of the year. The yeah. best one I saw, though, was uh, my wish for the best thing to happen to the team has already come true. You bought the teams.
1: So that was <laughs> that was, uh, that, was, uh,
0: that was pretty well, good.
1: Fortunately, Omar, is, uh, from wherever he's from, is a, I think he's a Yankee fan. So I think he is, yeah. yeah.
0: But uh, uh, based on that, though, has uh, you know, uh, there's been uh, um, some speculation. I mean, everybody's asking which of the Mets go after. I mean, the Mets need Mets. Mets don't have a ton of needs, but they have a, 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 a sol- solid needs in the places they need needs or they have needs. Um, they they have to look in a catcher, and I think they think they found their catcher in Nito. But they need somebody like a stopgap. Um, if you, you know, need one, I could
1: send you one over from the Bronx. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are not taking n- Gary Sanchez,
0: not a bit, but, uh,
1: we're not we're, drinking any effing Merlot and we're not taking Gary Sanchez. Look, yeah. I think
0: they I think they really should uh, pursue JT remoto But uh, I, I don't know if spending the money on him and, and not that, you know, everybody, everybody seems to be under the impression that there's a, a ton of money and just endless amounts of money to be spent now. Maybe there is uh, that remains to be seen, but they still have to be smart about it. They need pitching. They need like pitching. any team. They need pitching. The the, the biggest have, the biggest issue is pitching and and a center fielder. They have and arguably one of the best
2: fielder. starters in the game, if not the best starter in the game. Right. They need to surround them with a second and third starter, and I think they need and I think they need <laughs> an another entirely player.
1: an entirely new bullpen. Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs> I think I think I think they need to anchor their bullpen with a good middle reliever and a, and a closer. I think the other guys that they have if they're not put in the roles that they're currently in can be can do a better job. I think the Mets have good p- like I've always said if you combine the Yankees and Mets you got a championship team.
3: Sure.
2: It's just uh I think they just they got a couple more years where their star starter is going to be able to put up the numbers he's going to do. That window is going to close. Yeah. And I think they have to build the team around him and and much like the Dodgers did with Kershaw, like you got to get that lineup, and you got to get some other pitchers. And if there's one thing we learned from this year, you just have to have a lot of them. You can never have enough pitching. You can and you think? You do, get some more.
0: Do they? Do they go after Bauer though, with with his uh, you know off field um, attitude and 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 everything else? Do they go? Do they go after Bauer?
2: If that's the best option on the free market, then then yeah, I think you do huh. because I.
0: How many he's wins did he give you? He is, he is, the, number one, he is the, the number one free agent as far as pitching goes, right? Um, Pete, yeah. what do you think? Do they if you think
1: back? he's going to win, then you go after him. I, I side, I, I, clubhouse did. issues. Aside. I mean, we're, he's in the
2: top 10 pitchers in the league, don't you think? Yeah, No, he's definitely top ten what, what, starter.
1: What would, what would you rather have? So now you got because two of the who, top 10 starters. Yeah, you want a guy who pitches like he is and is a bit of a headache, or do you want a guy who's great in the clubhouse and wins, you know – six games. ten nine games a year right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i'll 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 take i'll in the case of a pitcher right. i'll take the headache yeah david Cohen's
2: it. not available so yeah, yeah. take the headache <laughs> i think he's i think he's a better headache than
0: others and you and you think springer is a as far as center field goes you think springer's a no-brainer just go after him sign him give him the money he needs you know yeah i i
2: think springer is one of those guys who's just a clutch he's a great center fielder and he's a clutch hitter I think, it, and I would love to see him move from the American League to the National League um, because he's a just you know, that. That Astros team is just deadly. But um, yeah, I, I think I think if you get Springer, you get Springer. I also think he's he's a catalyst kind of guy. He seems to be one of those guys on the Astros, even maybe more so than Altuve, that seems to be an inning starter. He seems to be really that clutch guy. And he can hit the long ball. He can play center field. He can get on base. He's fast. He's young enough that you're going to get some years out of him. Yeah, I think. He, why not and, go and, for and it? I,
1: I would say he has. A, I'm not really sure why, but a little bit less of a stigma than some of the other players on that team, like in Altuve, yeah. with respect to the you know the garbage can thing. Yeah. I mean, yes, uh, you know he was part of it, but he just he doesn't make noise. He doesn't say stupid things. Yeah. You know, it's he, you. You might dislike him because he was on that team, but he's not—at yeah. least, as far as I'm concerned—is as is hated as some of those other players. No, I mean,
2: he's one of the—he's one of the top three center fielders in the game, and he's—and
1: uh, again, and, and if he if he comes to your team, you'll forgive you'll forgive all that stuff anyway. Yeah. You know? it
0: wasn't JD? Wasn't JD Davis on that team too, though?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, he's been on the Mets a couple of years now, but he was on the 17 uh, Astros.
2: Yeah, he was. You're right. I mean. The Mets have a way of getting center fielders that are pretty good from teams that do well. I mean, you know, going back to Curtis Granderson, who I always thought was a steal when they got him from the Yankees. Mm. But uh, no, I, I think you go after both of them. And the time is now because your star pitcher is doesn't have a ton of years left in him.
0: Yeah, you know, I agree. And and speaking of that, the Mets star pitcher, uh, Mr. Uh, Jacob deGrom, uh, was, was nominated for. His uh third in a row, Cy Young award, uh, along with Bauer and uh Darvish, you Darvish as well from the Cubs. Um I personally uh think that it's Bauer's year. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think yeah, I think so. Too. I would love to see Jake win three in a row, but I think it would just be uh, it would be a farce <laughs> if he did win it this year with the with, with Bauer did this year. This is an
2: odd year. There wasn't there wasn't enough. Of a give statistical whole, spread to to for it to work.
0: Yeah, you give it the whole 162 games. Maybe it's different, even if the first 60 went the way they did. But I think what Bauer did in in Cincinnati was just enough. And and wouldn't that be nice though to have the uh, Cy Young Award winner for the last two years and the current Cy Young Award winner on the same staff? That would be really uh, that would be sweet.
2: I mean, look if you, if you get Bauer and and Springer, I think the Mets jump right up there with the Dodgers as far as favorites. I really do. I know they have holes in other places, but if they're going to be good enough to get into the playoffs with that team unless they completely melt down. Right. And when when they do, having those two guys at one and two, which is going to be a
1: tough choice. And, and good players can kind of cover some of those exa- holes, Exactly. You know? But here's, here's the thing about having two of those types of pitchers, okay? Say the Mets have to pitch
2: – to Grom to get into the playoffs. Well, then you have a true number one to start every playoff series, no right. matter where they fall in the lineup. I mean, it's a no brainer. Go after them, right. get them. Yeah. You know how much pitching, getting this is why the, being Yankees fan it just kills me. We just have, we go after all of these bats who can't hit in the playoffs, and yet we have Cole and nobody else
0: pitching. Well, speaking of that, Cole, uh, Cole did not make the cut for uh, nominations into the Cy Young. Yeah, uh, he's probably on the
1: ball. More importantly, I think, uh, for the MVP, uh, yes. Lemayhew, right? Yeah, DJ LeMahieu, uh got nominated for uh, It should be him, shouldn't it? Yeah.
2: Look, when DJ when the Yankees signed DJ Lemayhu, most people in New York, when New York were like, what, the Yankees signed a DJ? What is he going to do, spin records? Not very many people, unless they were true Baseball fans, because he played here in Colorado, knew who, D- who D.J. LeMahieu was.
3: Right.
2: Having watched him almost every day, on I knew this guy is a game changer. He's one of the best players in the game, one of the most c- consistent clutch hitters and a great all-around baseball guy, especially on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. I knew when he was going – I mean, there was talk there when, with the Yankees when he first went there, oh, you know, we're, they're going to find a spot for him to play. That was, that was the honest talk.
1: Yeah, he you made know? that easy.
2: Yeah, he, he <laughs> made it really easy. And there really of, was no other decision. Injuries, because of some injuries. And uh, I think I thought he had an amazing year. I, I think he deserves the MVP because I think the rest of that Yankees team, A, spent a lot of time on the injured reserve list, and B, underperformed. Yeah. He re- Him and Luke Voigt really carried the Yankees offensively this year. And um, – you know, going back to Lemay, had some clutch hits. He had a clutch hit again this year. He was the one who remember tied the game up against the Astros, or until Chapman blew it. Uh, he's he's proven himself, and I and I, I think he's he's had he had a hell of a year. And uh, you know, being at the top of the lineup against the Yankees, especially with the look, the Yankees played the the ultimate the team that almost won the, the World Championship the best team in the American league a lot this year. And he still put up the numbers that he did. Uh,
0: I I think, I think he deserves it. Well, he's going up a couple of uh, going up against a couple of Jose's. So yeah, Ramirez, but yeah, I, I, he's got a, he's got a better, you know, his, his batting average is better. Uh, He didn't, didn't put up as many homers as them, but uh, yeah,
2: uh, he's not a home run hitter. He's not a home run hitter. I mean, he'll hit clutch ones, but uh, he's, he's a clutch hitter and he's, he he's a throwback in a lot of ways. He's also a, a kind of an odd physical specimen for a base. He's kind of a big dude playing, you know, the infield as fleet as he is. And he can play pretty much any position, maybe not short, but he can play almost any position in, uh, in, in the infield. I I just think what he did, if you really watch the Yankees this year, he, he was, he was the glue. Now he missed a couple games that might hurt him a little bit, but, um,
1: I think he deserves that. I hope he gets it. Yeah, uh, by first, and large, I mean he was—he he was the guy that was good. He was consistent, and with rare exception, he was in there. Yeah, and
2: he's mm-hmm. the first Yankee
1: to win a batting title since Bernie Williams, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So
0: yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I, I agree. I think uh, I think Lemay who should get it. Um, just as a quick aside on the uh, American League Cy Young finalists, you got Shane Bieber, uh, Kent Ma- uh, Maeda, and uh, Hyun Jin Ryu easy for you to say Uh, yeah you think i practiced that a couple times Uh, i think i think shane Bieber walks away with it Uh, probably super low i think shane Bieber walks away with it yeah i don't really Um, care but uh and and speaking of uh (laughs) and speaking of gary sanchez before did you uh did you hear that uh, gary sanchez and miguel andujar are uh both uh uh, decided they're going to play winter ball this year to kind of you know practice Hmm.
2: you know andujar is interesting i really like andujar and uh The Yankees have, uh, for uh, you know, they got they have some options at third base there. At least they they had. Yeah. Sanchez is just he's he's in the the lower he's he's in the he's in the lower ten percent of defensive catchers in the league, and he occasionally hits a home run, and you kind of go, okay, maybe he's back on track, but he's. He's probably the most disappointing Yankee prospect in a long, long time. Well, you know, and, if he,
0: is available, so.
2: and if the Yankees can get pitching and or some role players that uh, and can uh, and the time to unload Sanchez was two years ago. Mm-hmm. But if they can get anything for him, they well, have two
0: years to. ago. Two years ago, they were still high on him, though. So why would they unload him?
2: They were high on him. But I because I think that I think. You knew, and I think, I think you know that he's just not. I think, I think the you keep Lemay, who you keep Andar, you keep uh, Aaron Judge. I think everybody else on and Luke Voigt, I think everybody else on that Yankees team, especially some of these guys who are getting these exorbitant contracts. Right. I think if somebody wants them and makes you an offer, you you take it. Mm. I just don't think Stanton's worth it. I, I just, I, I, I just don't think they are, and. The Yankees need pitching. And I also think there's, if you want a closer, I got a closer for you too. If you want to so throw no, in anything no, no. Can, decent, come on. We've, 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 we've done so well with giving you closers or relief pitchers these past few what. years. I'll
0: tell you what, release your closer and your catcher, release Sanchez and, and uh, Chapman, and pick up pick up uh, Ramos because he's available. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can uh, make, a, make a trade for uh, Familia. And you're you're set.
2: Yeah, yeah no, uh, I don't think Familia is an upgrade from Chapman. He's not a downgrade.
0: He's not a downgrade.
2: No, you're right.
0: We, we could trade them
1: straight up. Straight up. Neither <laughs> one of us will be any worse off or any better. <laughs> we'll
2: just be scratching. We'll just be banging our
1: heads because against we, the wall. At we a we will change. spot. We will be yelling someone else's name. Right. You know? Right. Goddamn. Yeah, they're kind <laughs> of the same
2: person in a lot of
1: ways. Yeah. So yeah. we'll just we'll just change who we're yelling at. That's you know. You remember Mariano Rivera. Eraldis
2: Chapman is the opposite of Mariana Rivera to me. In many like, games. it's just I, I, I just I'm like, I, I always felt so good with Rivera coming in the game, and with Chapman, it's just like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to Mets fandom. Yeah.
0: Welcome to Mets fandom. Yeah. But
2: there's 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 really there hasn't been a consistent reliever who's just been lights out for year after year after year in the, yeah. in, the, in the recent history of baseball it just just seems
0: history, like that just seems like that
2: position is just really hard to uh i mean the, the 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 guy with the three chin hairs on the dodgers did a good job
1: but, yeah but uh, if you think about the you know the the, the way the pitching is is right. managed now right having all of these arms right you want a bunch right. of arms you want all these pitchers you know why would you have necessarily yeah. i mean this one position which is 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 a very static right well, why not just be situational right because, we have all these i mean right. we have all these great arms if there's a righty up we put a righty in if there's right. you know two lefties coming up in the ninth inning we put a lefty in because uh, it's kind I, of said, de- I think it's tested to go that way but i still not. think
2: i still think that the differentiator is a closer in the playoffs with the game on the line is a different beast than just a reliever who's next up in line to, to in a situational matchup, I still think, and and it's been proven because the teams that have gotten those hot bullpens have traditionally been winning these last few years. My point being is that it does take a different mentality to get through that. And Houston yeah. had it. Uh, the Dodgers kind of had it this year too. They had a guy who, that this is who's coming in at this spot, and uh, it wasn't. Necessarily a committee type thing. Tampa Bay sort of had that committee thing, and it was more up and down. It was a little less consistent. It, it, not, it takes a
1: special community. person to close out a game yeah. in yeah. the playoffs. Closers are always a little bit off. Let's yeah, just yeah. say a little bit crazy, or you know, there's there's definitely I mean, something about their wi- the successful ones. That's there's a good something top about 10. their wiring. Oh yeah, that's a great the
2: craziest play. closers of all time. Brian Wilson on the Giants is my favorite. <laughs> nut job closer of all time. But there's that's in a, that's enlisted a it's gonna be hard to whittle down to a top ten. Sure.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think it. the Mets are in a good spot. I mean I think this new ownership is gonna be good. Uh, you know how I feel about DeGrom I I think he's maybe the best pitcher in baseball and I want to see them put a team around him and get him more pitching.
3: Yeah
0: I totally agree. And not just not just as a Mets fan. I totally agree for 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 Jake's sake. Um and, or
2: or we give you Sanchez. We give you Chapman. And Degrom. Just you can come see him. He'll be right in the Bronx.
0: Yeah, but we I can't. Think, we I can't Uncle Steve, our, I don't think Uncle Steve is doing that. So. We can't wear our Mets gear there. Uh,
2: you uh, can. <laughs> sure, sure, you <laughs> can. Especially nowadays. People would have this. to look up from their phone to to notice you had a message. <laughs> no one would out. notice if I no <laughs> wear my maybe.
0: Mets to grom jersey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to, to wrap this up, uh, somebody made a uh, I guess was was it Steve Cohen or, uh, or Sandy Alderson or whatever. Uh, they made a statement the other day. They want to make the Mets the East Coast Dodgers. And what does that mean? And somebody made a point where there already is the East Coast Dodgers. They're called the Yankees. But, uh, <laughs> well, we've, we've determined that
2: the Dodgers only win championships on truncated on seasons. Truncated so seasons, yeah. so right. what?
0: So
1: they want us to go nine I mean, years? at, at this. So they want point, us to and, win the division for nine years and then we'll yeah. oh, no, have a strike know. during the season and right? win one? Yeah. The way
2: things are going, we're, the players are actually <laughs> going to be playing in bubbles with their arms sticking out of it next year. <laughs>
3: bubbles, so, yeah. It's just going to be
2: real bubbles, bubble right? boy. Uh, right. you know, roll... Let's roll that guy to first base. Yeah, yeah they're going
1: to have like a spacesuit collar and then the helmet screwed onto the top. Right. I mean, that's a good question. The Dodgers have been good, but they this is the first time they've
2: been able to get over the hump and win a championship. Yeah. Are they the favorites to win it again? I don't are know they... what they
0: are. I, I don't know. They're... I
2: mean, if the, well... if the Astros keep Springer and can get healthy and, and maybe they get a pitcher in the offseason – then I think they're right back, but yeah, I think the Dodgers are. I think it's the Dodgers and Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. If they can, yeah. if they can keep that team together, watch out, they're well, going to be good.
0: Let's see. Let's see what the richest owner in baseball has to say about all of that. So we'll see. Yeah, what, uh, we'll see what he does.
2: The richest owner in baseball has not made great decisions uh, over the last few
0: years, in my humble opinion. Uh, off the field, you're talking about, right? Because he just became an owner, so. Oh I you mean
1: that you mean the new richest the, owner the, the new richest
0: owner the new yes. richest owner in baseball. Gotcha. Uh,
1: well we'll we'll probably know relatively shortly if we'll know shortly. what his decision making uh capability is.
0: Exactly. All right, folks. On that note, we're gonna bid you adieu and a thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you've been watching it on Facebook uh or anywhere else, you've been seeing the video, uh, this of course will be the audio feed will be up on our podcast channels. Of course, you can subscribe to our podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Uh, please do so. And if, of course, you're looking at this on Facebook, if you haven't done so already, make sure you like our Facebook page so you can uh, check out uh, everything that all our content that we put up. And, of course, our Instagram and Twitter pages as well. Uh, all three of them are at The Log Room. And our website is www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. Folks, have a wonderful weekend. Watch a lot of sports. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Cross your fingers on our picks. And we will talk to you soon, folks. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Peace. Take care.
3: We'll be Lula. Look at the little tulip. She's talking to the produce again. And a homie in a jumpsuit and throws her a grapefruit. By George!